welcome welcome tonight to the uh, meeples monsters and more i'm rooster i'm squiggles and we're just bullshitting right now <laughs> and that's probably what we'll be doing most of this podcast if i'm honest with you yeah, depending on how long it goes really i mean that's the entire yeah. idea right you know it's hey what happens whenever you go to a comic shop and you start hanging out with one of the uh one of the clerk guys yeah oh Which man is actually that's actually how we started hanging out was just you were working the shop and i walked in it is actually exactly how we started <laughs> that's hanging out. exactly it <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh i'm laughing too hard i'm choking to death now oh no don't no dying in the house that's uh that's the rule no dying in the house oh come on it'll be fine my family's upstairs they'll find me eventually oh my god dude we had a uh, speaking of dying this is a this is a sad moment uh cupcake uh finally crossed the oh, rainbow no. bridge yeah oh. Well, it, Parker handle it. Well, my kid's a sociopath, it turns out. <laughs> so oh, we're no. like, hey, buddy, like it happened. So we're pretty sure he died a week ago. Like it happened on like the 19th or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, spoilers recording this podcast on like the 28th, guys. So like, like about a week and some change later. So I was out of town and uh, Noelle, uh, she went in there and she was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, she's like, well, I didn't see Cupcake and he hadn't like touched his food. Normally, like when you put fresh food out, we, we changed it like, you know, every day, every other day. He would like, you know, rummage through and he hadn't rummaged through in like a day or two. We're like, oh, that's not good. So she dug through his, uh, dug through the bedding to try to find him. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I found him. And, you know, so I think he's dead. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's hibernating. People say these hamsters hibernate, you know, we'll just leave him. And then we checked. Gosh, dang it. I got a cat just bouncing <laughs> around over here. So I'm like, you know, maybe he's hibernating. People say these hamsters hibernate. You know, there's that TikTok where the lady like buries her hamster, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. He's probably just hibernating. He wasn't hibernating. He wasn't hibernating. I got back and I checked in on him and like he was just he was dead. He he was dead. He had been dead for a, a couple days at least. And you know, he was he was kind of curling in a weird like a weird mm-hmm. like, oh, this isn't good. So I, I still hold on hope and I'm like, well maybe maybe he's maybe he's hibernating, you know? Yeah. So I give it like one more day. So at this point, we've had a hamster corpse on our hands for like three days. We're like, maybe he's hibernating, like hopeful before we tell Parker. Yeah. We just kind of like hit him behind his like little house thing. So Parker's like, where's, you know, because normally he'd be like buried himself and, you know, Parker wouldn't notice. Well, finally, I'm like, he's he's dead. Like we got to We got to accept it. You know, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, hey, buddy, uh, you know, we got bad news. Uh, we, we think Cupcake passed away. We're really sorry. And he's like, oh. Well, there's lots of other hamsters. I'll just get a new one. <laughs> we're like, we're we're like, are, are you okay? How do you feel? He's like, I'm okay. I'm it's fine. Well, what are you? Are, are you sad? No, you guys seem sad enough. It's okay. <laughs> like what? What? One little sociopath am I raising? <laughs> And I'm like, like, Cupcake was like, he wanted this hamster. He got this hamster for potty training. So it was like, that was the thing. Like, we've had this hamster for like two-ish years. And like, it was like, you get potty trained, like, you can get a, you get a pet. You get your own pet. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool, whatever. And then, so it's like, you know, the weather kind of has sucked around us. So we were putting it off. or like, you know, we put him in a little, like, baggy box thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, we'll, uh, we'll handle this later. And so I just kind of like wrapped it up and like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, do I like toss it in my chest freezer or something for a couple of, like, what do I do with a dead hamster? Like, I don't want to just throw him away. He was a pet. Like he was a value, you know, he was a member of the family. I don't know. Ah, goodbye, cupcake. Well, yeah. 
So finally today, I'm like, well, it's not terrible. The snow's gone. It's been raining, so the ground's kind of soft. Let's let's bury Cupcake, buddy. So we go out. We picked a spot, and like I, I'm digging the hole, and he's like, "We're gonna put Cupcake in there." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna put Cupcake in there." You know, he's 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 dead. You know, it's it's what you do. You bury the you dead do, things. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, Dad, I think I might have been wrong." And I'm like, "About." I think I might actually be sad. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you okay? You need a hug? He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, it's it's okay to be sad, you know? It's like your your pet died. It, it sucks, man. Like, this is going to be your first pet ex- like death experience, unfortunately, you know? And uh, so we dig the hole and we put Cupcake in there. And, like, at this point, I've got Cupcake and, like, double bagged. And, like, I, I have him, like, a grocery bag, like a, like a Walmart bag, mm. you know? And he puts it in there, and he pats the bag, and he's just like, "Goodbye, cupcake. You were a Aww. good." Pet. I'm like, "Oh, buddy." And then we buried him, and then it just started pouring, and I'm like, "We got to get in." He's like, oh, "I want to like stare at the grave." I'm like, "No, no, we're not going to stare at the grave." And then I'm just like, "God, I hope I buried him deep enough so like something doesn't get it." <laughs> oh man, you know, it's like it doesn't fucking wash away or something like that. <laughs> So uh, yeah, today we had a uh, today. You know, we we laid a hamster to rest, and now I've got to. Uh, I I mean, I, I, I he wants to get another hamster, so I think we're gonna do that maybe next weekend. I don't know. I gotta like clean out. The, I'm gonna like deep scrub everything because we've had the hamster for like two years, you know. Yeah. So you know the uh that when's the last time that thing got a deep deep scrub in there? Probably like when we bought it. <laughs> so we'll change out everything. I might buy we might buy two hamsters this time. We make sure we get the right sex, so I don't get like you know two. A boy and a girl hamster. I don't need multiple yeah. hamsters. But that uh, that actually ended up like we ended up with that um when we were kids. We bought two hamsters and then suddenly there was eight hamsters. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. I don't want eight <laughs> hamsters. Here's the thing, man. Like when we got the hamster, I wanted to have like, you know, one hamster and two cats. And then, you know, like Diddy passing away, you know, I had to get like I, I we adopted his cats and I got like four cats and a hamster and the hamster was my favorite pet. He didn't like do anything stupid. <laughs> like when you have four cats, you wake up in the morning and it's not like God, I hope one of them didn't throw up. It's just like it's, God, I hope God, I, I hope one of them's dead. Yeah. I got I hope one of them's not dead from the other three. Oh my god, yeah, man. And you're just like, you know, hey man, I can't wait to find the landmine. I hope I find it with my eyes and not my feet this morning. <laughs> Or my fresh pair of socks before I turn the lights on. Like, that's what happens when you have four cats. And one of them is kind of sick. Like, you know, Zig is like, got issues or something. We've been taking him to the vet. And I mean, we're trying to make him not a sick cat. But sick cats do not want to not be sick cats, is what we've learned. And he isn't even the one that throws up. Like, that's Zag. Zag just, like, eats shit and throws up. So, uh, yeah, man, cats are great. I love it. I love having four cats. Anyone want a cat? <laughs> he can have the sick one. I'll yeah, you guys can have the sick one. <laughs> God, I, I mean, the worst part is he's such a nice cat. He's just, and by sick cat, it's not like, you know, he throws up sick. It's, he just, he poops. He's like a soft serve vending machine at best consistency, dude. I mean, better than the, the spray of liquid when you first got him. Yeah, yeah, no, we got that part sort of solved for the most part. He doesn't sound like he's a deflating water balloon or a super soaker running out of air anymore. 
this is the, this is the conversation that people logged into the Meeple Monster and More podcast for. They went, oh man, I can't believe they talk about how a sick cat poops. It's it's like Bed Bath and Beyond. If we're Meeple's monsters and more, we went way more today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting the more today, kids. You're getting a little bit know. of the monster, but you're getting way man, more. Let me tell you, the way some of those poops were, man, it was monstrous. God. Like we had to get an enclosed litter box. Like my other two cats could just have like an open air litter box, and this guy we had to get an enclosed litter box. He he just he'd just spray onto the wall, man. He'd just spray poo onto the wall. We're like, what are you doing? Oh my god, we have to have steps into the one litter box into the litter box now because like if he tries to like bend over to jump when he's got to poop, it just squirts out of him. Yeah, yeah, Zig's got some problems. A few. He's got he's got a few, that's for sure. Yeah, it's not good like when you get the cat, like when my mother in law gave us the cat, which by the way, my mother in law was just like, I'm gonna kill these cats. We're like, What the hell, Patty? But uh well, yeah, so she gave us the cats and she's like, Here's the floor scrubber for Zig and we're like, Wow, that can't be that bad. It was that bad. It really was. Like she had to give us like one of those little personal like floor scrubbers, like from Bissell and you know, it doesn't always get the job done. <laughs> But yeah, so that's my pet adventures right now. You know, welcome to the uh, welcome to the super pet stories. Right. Thankfully, um, I just have the little chaos gremlin that decides he's gonna he he breaks every blind that I have because he doesn't understand. If I go through the side of it to get into the window, I should go through the middle of it to get out of the window. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Tracks totally tracks. Yeah. So he the little little chaos cow up there. Uh, chaos cow love it hey uh so man what's uh i don't know i mean there's my cat stories i got other fun yeah. shit to talk about but uh you know what you've been up to bud it's been a minute since um, I've seen you. Been, been playing uh batman arkham actually i was streaming it earlier today so um arkham asylum i was about to go you're playing the uh, asylum one right i am playing asylum i kind of want to play the rest of them but i have i because um suicide squad killed the justice league is coming out and it's actually set in the arkham universe mm-hmm. um so and it's made by the the same like the same people it's made it's a lot of the same stuff that that was in arkham in the arkham games is is prevalent so it's going to be interesting to play um but i love the arkham games so yeah it's about to go we talked once not on the podcast but just you and me yeah um you played the first two, right? You played Arkham played Asylum and you two. played Arkham City. I played Arkham City. I think I I might have beat Arkham City once. Mm-hmm. I've beaten or I've beaten Asylum a couple of different times. Which that right there tells you how good of a game it is because I don't tend to finish games, especially when I was younger. No, he it also was, sucks at them, uh folks. That, that too. That very that is very much true. Um, but like I would actually finish those games. And the only re- the only reason I never finished Arkham Knight was because I never started it. Yeah, man. There. Let's see. Uh, I got Asylum years ago when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that game's probably at this point what, like, fifteen years old? Pushing it? Uh, something like that. It's got to be pushing it because I want to say I got that game in like nine ish. It's definitely not twenty. Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh nine. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I want to say I got the. I want to say I got an oh nine. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend now wife. Uh, she actually got mm-hmm. it for me. So it was, um, I can't remember if it was a birthday or a Christmas present, but, uh, she got me the collector's edition. So it came in this giant and we called it the bat coffin. Mm-hmm. Like it was this like box, like plastic box. I used it for shit for a while. And then I don't know, eventually I was just like, this is dumb. Why do I have this? Yeah. But uh, it was cool. It came with like a hardbound, uh, Harley Quinn notebook, uh, or uh, sorry, Dr. Harleen Quinzel, uh, mm-hmm. patient file book, which actually I still have in my comic collection. Cause it's like leather bound. It was kind of nice, mm-hmm. you know, faux leather. 
And then uh, it had a Batarang replica, which was really cool. Um, yeah, I remember awesome. wanting the. Uh, I remember seeing the the deluxe edition. I wanted the deluxe edition because I wanted the Batarang. It's a um, dude. It was cool. It's a uh, honestly, I don't know what happened to it between like. So this is back when I was in college. So like I, I was bounced, say, between you know, like three or four moves at that point. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I mean, back and forth at Marietta at least two more times. Uh, back home after college, out to uh Illinois back home and then i don't it never went to the apartment so mm -hmm. there i know there's still some stuff like some college totes in my mom's basement so it might be in there uh, maybe one of these days i'll go check it out all right she's got some random stuff guys i could uh you know i could do an entire video on like hey look at this i found like an atari jaguar i know that's Dude, in her you, basement you should you should were you there you were there last year when we were going through a basement right yeah <laughs> just you, looking at the random stuff like I like I I do legitimately want you to like go through the basement and almost have like I don't know if you've ever seen the like um the the people that buy uh like storage lockers <laughs> and then they'll do like the what they found afterwards I I just need the what you found afterwards video of going through your mom's basement well, because like, there is so much good shit there, down yeah, there yeah there's so there's so much shit and it, I I mean some of it has definitely been ruined by like flooding and stuff but you yeah. you guys had so much good shit down there yeah so just to put this in perspective for what squiggles is talking about uh my mother is for the, the best word is a hoarder there's no other there's no other real way around it my mother's a your, hoarder your mom's wonderful but she is definitely no i love my mom she's great but she's a fucking yeah. hoarder and my mom for better or worse never would, would never get rid of our toys so and she also was a very like big like garage sailor and like we drive down the street and she'd see something in the trash and she's like we're gonna get that and like we lived like dumpster diving you know dumpster mm. diving digging through trash to find something special that's a little song i made up and uh well you know you know like song squiggles this is the music i like the song i thought it was funny i thought it was good i'm just trying to figure out if that was a song you made up just now or a song you've made up 10 years and have been singing ever since no we, we've been singing it for like 30 years me and my sister you know mm -hmm. we climb up on the hood i remember like beforehand this goes back like i mean this part this part's not so fun it's kind of sad but i i do clearly remember there was a place called food for less uh here and mm -hmm. i think they're all closed or at least the chain that were by us closed and i remember like my mom or maybe it was my dad i don't know i, I was really little when this happened they knew what day they'd throw the meats out. Mm -hmm. So we're like Tiger King, man. We'd be back there like, this is still good. It's got a few more days. It's funny because like growing up, we were really poor. But growing up, my uh, my sister and I, we would just, we, I mean, we're like garbage disposals. You know, you'd get fed anything. We're so conscious of like best buy dates on food products now. Like it's, it's mm. not even funny. Like other people are like, oh, you know, it's got like, you know, a couple of days past the shelf life. And we're like, oh man, it's like two weeks before the shelf life. Toss it. <laughs> and like, we're so just conscious of the best buy dates. It's which, as someone that works in food for the day job. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, eh. I like, I know things are like, I know we, we price things or we say, oh yeah, throw that away. Sometimes just so you're like, it'll clear the shelf side, you know? But I still, I'm like, nope, nope, not eating it. No, thank you. No, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And like, I having have lived with you, I know you will not drink milk if it's like three days before the best. Yeah. The, oh the my god. I, I mean, I could open a thing of milk and I have to give it the test. Like, I have, I have been burned 
mm. by in my in my childhood by bad milk so many times <laughs> and like there's nothing nothing quite like you're about to enjoy some milk and then you get some kind of cheese man like that's that's an experience that you just i've had it, i've had that experience once and you, you go to pour yourself a nice bowl of cookie crisp and man you will never eat cookie crisp the yeah. same again or it's like my mom wouldn't always pay attention and so she'd like she'd just she'd give it to you and you're like oh cool and you're like this tastes funny ma <laughs> or like you'd have milk and like we you know we'd cook up oatmeal in the microwave mm. and then you'd pour milk on it to uh to cool it down and like the milk would curdle when you poured it on. <laughs> yeah and then you're like oh 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 <laughs> you know so it's like i like i said i'm i you know i'm not here to bash my mom it's just you know she did what she could but it's like I, I am so conscious of that yeah, and I, it's not even funny. Like it makes I know it makes people I live with and it, like my wife, I know she gets so annoyed by it because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't drink that milk anymore. She, I was like, why? I was like, I just I can't. I just I think it's in my head now and I can't get it mm-hmm. out of the head. Gremlins. Oh, man. But yeah, no. So my mom's basement is it's a treasure trove of my childhood because she was also is also an avid yard sailor garage sailor online driver so it's like you know we had some like especially like i mean people didn't like there's a reason some of these toys are valuable now it's like everybody had them and then everyone tossed them you know Mm -hmm. well my mom is who like kept them (laughs) so like in her basement and and, like we we had another there are some other issues about why i don't have like to be clear like did not keep them and keep them pristine because they were going to be worth money. No, kept them and gave them to you guys to play with. They were Yeah, they yeah, were no, toys. no, my mom wasn't collecting this stuff. Like and I mean like we didn't keep them pristine when I was a kid. Like this stuff like we're talking stuff that's in like the King Cobra and the Mad Dog mm-hmm. 2020 boxes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like she she got the shit from the liquor store when we moved. Like that's where we got like our our moving boxes. But uh so it's like there's just boxes at my mom's house just full of these like old toys. And I was over there, we were doing something and um we were in the basement. We took Squiggles in the basement, my sister and I, and he's just like, whoa. And we're like, oh, yeah. And we just started having some fun. Like, we, there's like a Pokemon VCR down there. We're like, oh, yeah, that's like a couple hundred dollars. You know, oh, there, look at this. Like an Atari Jaguar and like all the everything you need to set mm-hmm. it up to like an old like RF switch. Would it actually work at this point? Who knows? But like, it, like some of that stuff is, is definitely worth some yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like some of the stuff, but... like I know some of the stuff will still work. Because, like, I mean, I played it, I I guess I haven't played in, like, you know, over a decade since I officially, officially moved out of my mom's place. But, you know, I I know, like, the Super Nintendo and the, uh, you know, the NES, the N64. And some of that, like, that stuff I I took better care of, too, because I was like, oh, cool. So I had, like, special cases and everything for it. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of You were a little bit older for that, too, so. True. Yeah, there's some good stuff down there. I mean, I could have a, there's... Let me just say, like, you know, if we went over there right now, we just started digging through it, we'd have a hell of a retro gaming collection. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hell On top of, of like, gaming collection. I, I'm fairly certain you'd have a, a decent Power Rangers collection. Oh, yeah. No, God. Pokemon. I know. Yeah, I know she kept uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon and Power Rangers, they could be a little dicey just because I know they were in a storage unit that got flooded. Yeah. But I do know, like, when I wanted to go meet Jason David Frank, like, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, "Oh yeah, your Power Rangers toys—they're here," and I was able to find like my original Green Ranger dagger and like get that signed by him, which was really cool. 
So like there's there's like total pros to like my mom being a hoarder. Like there was oh, some yeah. stuff I could get and then like there's total down like cons to the fact that my mom's a hoarder. So like we laugh that when she kicks it, we're gonna have to like do so much shit to her basement and her house in general. We're just gonna invite people over and like, you know, it's Craigslist, like ten dollars a box, you can't look inside. <laughs> Some somebody's getting your mom's box. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that's the NSFW uh, conversation right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, my mom's got some NSFW stuff down like in her house too, and we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh man, that'll be the lost. You know, if we ever do a podcast after dark, I'll tell the story about that one. <laughs> my friends having it collapse on him. <laughs> I gotta have him on then too. Yeah. Just to bring back that trauma. Don't tell them what we're talking about. I'll see if I can get them all because it was a long story short, guys, uh, without talking about it. My mom had a personal box and um, (laughs) we were moving under the bed. Yeah, we were moving. And uh, one of my friends kind of fell down some steps and like he kind (laughs) of opened up and it kind of collapsed all over him. And while I accept it was my mom's stuff, I I died laughing because it's just (laughs) he man, it's a funny story. Like for him, it It is. It's an image that will be burned all our brains. Yeah. So, uh, not to name names of anyone who got was involved in that one. But, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. I forgot about that until just now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I remember the dumbest there. shit, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I just, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let, let's talk about some stuff people actually care about. Like, why is no one listening to this podcast? Like, we're going to see yeah. just the drop we're off. Tw- we're 20 minutes in because we haven't mentioned one thing that is actually relevant. At not all. a not a thing. Yeah, it's just like a crazy talk show. The closest uh, thing we've gotten is like Suicide Squad's coming out. I'm I'm playing Batman. Yeah, we were good. Then we got <laughs> to my like... mom's basement, which is weird. Uh, yeah, no Suicide. So uh, yeah, back to that tangent. Uh, I did like those <laughs> games a lot. I also never played Arkham Knight. I played uh, I played the first two, and then. I don't know why I missed Arkham Knight. I don't know. Just where I was in life at that it, point. It, it was the timing. Because it Arkham Knight came out like four or five years after um, Arkham Let's City. See. Arkham Knight came out. It wasn't right away. That would have been when we lived together that Arkham Knight came together. Because Arkham City came out in 2011. I know this because I lived in Illinois at the time. And mm-hmm. I went to the game. It's the only time I went to the GameStop there. Because everything else, I just had a bunch of games and stuff anyway, and I was just, like, working through my apartment, but I was like, I need well, this game. I don't know if it was meant to... It was. Ne- I don't know if it was ever meant to be a trilogy, but Arkham Knight came out... It only came out uh, in 2000... Uh, oh, wait, never mind. It came out... 2015. So, yeah, it came out four years later. Yeah, so it, it was, was the... just... It was oh, probably just enough time that, like... We weren't living together quite yet, but, like, it was close... You were, you were on your own at that point. I was an adult like it was just it was at that point where we were we were probably not playing games as much nah dog we would have been living together at this point would we okay yeah dude it came out but uh, i know for a fact i wasn't playing games hardly at all yeah neither i wasn't playing a lot of video games at that point no it came out um june 23rd 2015 yeah we'd have been living together because i switched jobs in september of 15 so like we're gearing up for the warrior dash we're starting crow for a cause when this one comes out is this a the, different life is, right there? Was this right around the time like we went and did the uh, the Star Wars midnight release, where we were handing out posters and stuff? We did that for what Battlefront? I think so. Battlefront two. Yeah, I think we did that for Battlefront. I think it would have been Battlefront one. 
because I they did a big thing. Let's see, Star Wars. You'll have you'll have to forgive me. Like my my memory, especially when it comes to dates, is not great. But I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't particularly remember that one. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront 2 came out in 17. I, okay, would it definitely would have been Battlefront 2. It had to be Battlefront. Yeah. And we did that midnight release for with Kurt because Battlefront 2 came out right after Parker was born. Yeah, and we weren't living together at that point, so. No, yeah, no, I, I had my kid there and everything. So, my kid would have been like two weeks old at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, no, I played up through uh, Arkham Origins, so I played up through the uh, the prequel to the Arkham I, Asylum game. I bought Origins, and again, it was just one I never played. So I remember, I only actually... played I only played the first two. I was excited to play Origins, but because of my schedule, I never had the fucking time. And, uh, and... Actually, I remember Origins coming out. I remember buying it from uh, Toys R Us. I bought it from the R Zone. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was living with my wife at the time. Well, my fiance. We I don't think we were married yet, but uh, I went out one night. God, I think I was, I was living with breaks. So what I had been living with breaks like in about thirteen. Yeah, that would have been Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight. I was just there was no way I was I was buying those games because I was fucking broke and I didn't have the time to play them anyways. So Fair. yeah, I would have been. Knew, I knew I like that would have been why into board games at that point for me. Right. Uh, let's see. What have I? I made a list of things I've been doing to talk about. Just well, I can to... say like yesterday we watched uh, my girlfriend and our friend out in Australia. We we were in Discord. We watched uh, uh, the Royal Rumble together. Like that was <clears throat> good show. Really good show. I the Rumble is always one of my favorite events of the year for WWE. Like that that is always one of my my favorite things to watch, just because it it's some of the best chaos you'll see. <laughs> Because it's like 30 guys, and anyone, like, legitimately this year, you, there was about six or seven guys you could go, I could see him winning. I could see this becoming a story where he wins. And the biggest one that the guy that the Cody Rhodes ends up winning, but like, though he was the one everyone was kind of expecting, but also there was like five or six other guys where you're like, they could, they could make the upset, they could do it. And it it was it was a good show, and then like the the women's rumble, which this is probably the first time it's ever been said, was probably better than the men's rumble. <laughs> like it was more, it was it was better paced, I think, because towards the middle of the men's rumble it got a little slow, but you know guys are getting tired and it happens, but like it was still good. But it was I don't know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sitting it sitting there just watching it with with. Like this is the first time I've gotten to just like sit and hang out and watch it with some friends and mm -hmm. be like, um, you know, because that 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 used to be something we would do too is have like the uh, <clears throat> you'd have like watch parties for like WrestleMania, maybe Royal Rumble. You didn't usually have two because they were sixty bucks a pop, so you didn't have too many pay per view watch parties. But yeah, I never uh, it was never my jam. I tried to show Parker wrestling the other night. Hmm? You know, he's been a little more, I don't want to say violent. I mean, he's six, you know, so it's like, yeah. you know, he hits and he pushes and he punches, you know, he, he plays, you know, that's his thing. And uh, so I was like, hey, man, you want to try this? And he just, he, he could not give a fuck less. <laughs> I, I laughed because Relly and I had talked about like you, wrestling just seems like it would be your thing because it's theatrical, it's fighting, it's, 
you know so many people think they immediately look at me and go you're a wrestling fan i'm like Mm-mm. i like it surprised me too and, and like i've just come to accept it and i but i laughed i thought i was like if parker ever did get into wrestling chuck's already told me he's like i'm gonna just go go talk to uncle squiggles like <laughs> like 100 percent, and i'm gonna be like yep you come over and watch wrestling we'll, we'll have a good time i'll talk to y'all about the wrestling but like i just i know that's not, you'll get into it for him but beyond that you won't you yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just somehow I missed wrestling. Uh-huh. Like, I just I, I mean, and I was like, I was a kid in the 90s. Like, yeah, you were the, the, attitude, the attitude era. era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would have been that was the prime time to be into. It. I remember kids at school getting into it. I, I just I could not have cared less. I just <laughs> I never, never was exposed. Like the, the few friends I hung out with, they didn't watch it. So I like I I didn't care. I like even, even when we hung out, I never I usually either watched it when we were living together. I either watched it in my room or I because of our opposite schedules. I just watched it whenever. Like it wasn't. Yeah, for the usually, record, it wasn't like I told him no wrestling in the living room. I just yeah, it's just like you guys would be watching something. I go watch it in my room. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like it was just because I knew you didn't want to watch it. I didn't care. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have cared if I'd have got home and you were watching. Like there were sometimes, like especially when I was working midnights for a while. I like I watched it with you a little bit. Uh-huh. And like I give like I I usually you'd be watching it and I would be at the table and then I would like make shitty comments about like Kevin Owens because mm-hmm. you were it was when he was on NXT. So I'd be like, oh look at that fucking douchebag or something like that. <laughs> But I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I have never in my life cared about wrestling. It's, it's funny you say that because that's exactly how we got our Australian friend into watching it with us. <laughs> He's like, he, because we would have it on and I'll be in like a group chat and Riley and I would be watching it and he, it would just be on in the background at that point while we're all talking. He'd sit there going, what the fuck are y'all watching? I'm just like, and then all of a sudden he's going, he's sitting there messaging us and like, Hey, I uh, I know because of the time time frame, you guys won't be able to watch it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. Let me know when you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I you know, and it's like I want to like Sergeant Slaughter is my favorite GI Joe, mm-hmm. and like years later, so I was like he was a wrestler, and I was like, really? <laughs> it's like that is not how I know who Sergeant Slaughter is. I just loved the GI Joe movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like we met we met Sergeant Slaughter. Uh-huh. It was, that was a, a cool good day. experience. That was, man. The best part, like he put us both within the Cobra clutch and everything, and it was awesome. The best part, him going, Stop smiling, you're supposed to be a pain. I can't! Yeah, it's like I can't, like, this is great. Are you kidding me? No. What I love what I love I was ear to ear smiling on that is, one. Hey, me too, man, because he fully embraced that he had two fan bases that maybe, uh-huh. you know, maybe intertwined. Like for Squiggles and me. Like, I'm a G.I. Joe guy. Squigs is a wrestling guy. Uh-huh. Neither of us really go deep on the other side of the of the fence. Nope. The closest I go to, like, G.I. Joe is playing the, the G.I. Joe uh, card deck builder yeah. with you. And, uh, like, it's like, just, it's not my thing. And well, it's, yeah, you know, it's cool, man. Wrestling ain't mine. Right. But, like, so we're talking to him. We're talking to this man. And, like, I went first. And we're, you know, we're going through. We're talking. He's talking G.I. Joe. You know, he's like. He's got stills from the movie that he's signing. Like, so I have a, uh, so I have a still from uh, mm-hmm. right when, uh, right when he, right when he pops up on screen, you know, and he signed that and he signs like, you know, when he got inducted into the GI Joe hall of fame, you know, and Yojo, you know, Cobra sucks, all of that, all of that. 
And then as soon as he talks to Squiggles, Squiggles is next in line. I'm just standing there next to him. He just flips immediately into like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, you know, wrestling. it was like, was like a 2020 uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame or something or uh-huh. whatever year. Like he's talking to Squiggles about wrestling and he's all excited and, you know, and then like he's like, oh, you boys aren't done yet. And like he puts us in the Cobra Clutch, which was. I awesome. were like, what do you, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Ah, yeah. Like yeah, it was, I did the excitement was very real. Like. And like. Not being a wrestling fan, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, Squiggles knows what's happening. I'm like, I know the Cobra Clutch. Like, I'm not a complete idiot, you know. But I'm like, oh, I'm getting a wrestling move on it. Screw it. This is awesome. (laughs) This is what he would do to Cobra Commander if he was here. Inadvertently, one of our friends was dressed as Cobra Commander that weekend and has a picture of him in the Cobra Clutch. It was was, was was also very cool. He was legitimately one of the one of my one of the nicest celebrities one of the funnest mm-hmm. like interactions i've ever had he the was funny thing is like if you talk to the guys that know him from the wrestling business they they will tell you at some point the gimmick became who he is like he lived <laughs> he lived the gimmick so hard he doesn't go out without the like the full sergeant brim hat like for a long time he did not like it was just that's who that's he was, awesome. was sergeant slaughter I think he's just, he was a nice guy. Like, yeah, he, you know, I mean, I, of course he's a wrestler, so he's got to do mic work and, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, you know, like just as a face of a fra- of a couple franchises, I found him to be a very, like, it was a very good fan experience. Mm-hmm. I, I've had plenty of fan experiences. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of people and go to a lot of conventions where there've been a lot of like, you know, stars, quote unquote. And I would say that, honest to God, he's one of the best. Like, if he's not the best, which he very well could be the best, because mm-hmm. the price we paid, too, like, his prices were Yeah, his prices weren't bad. And a lot of that is set by the convention. It was a small convention, so the 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 prices to meet him were not bad at all. But, yeah, it was, it was like, the experience itself was just, like, we've got pictures. I've got, I've got the picture of the three of us yeah. like, under my TV. Like it's yeah, man. Like I've got that. Like I mean, that was such a good experience. Like it was such a good moment to share with my buddy. Yeah. You know, we didn't. I we didn't take Parker because he was really little at that point. But I almost wish I would have. Like he was a legitimately good experience. And I just I'm never gonna forget that. Like that is definitely one of the things I like. I'm gonna probably take to like my geeky grave is just like oh man. Like I legitimately enough that like if and when he passes away because I don't know he's Sergeant Slaughter maybe he'll live forever. Like, that'll be one of the celebrities that I actually shed a tear for, because, like, just getting to meet him and, like, you know, he was one of my G.I. Joe heroes. And, like, he just seemed like a genuinely nice person to the fans. Yeah. And that's pretty and, awesome. Like, I know you've had experiences where maybe they were having a bad day or they just, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great experience. But, like, he he had, we he didn't have a line when we got in line. He had, like, one guy in front of us. But he took the time to make sure we had a good time. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like I've been through, uh, there, there have been some guys who've been really cool that I've gotten like the pleasure to meet, mm. um, you know, RIP, uh, Jason, David Frank, he, uh, yeah, he put on I, a hell of a show. He was really wish... good. Yeah. He was really incredible. He's, um, he's one. I wish I had been able to meet at some point. Admittedly, I spent a little bit extra when I got my meet and greet with him as I did. Uh, I did pay for like a private, like, it was like a breakfast kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a brunch kind of luncheon thing. But like when we were in the room, he didn't like he made everyone feel really special. And it was really cool. Uh, Scott Wilson is another celebrity who was incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, Herschel from The Walking Dead. And I mean, a, a ton of other like amazing movie roles. Yeah. 
some of the ones I haven't been as big a fan. I don't know, man. Maybe I, should, I don't know if I should just say celebrities I haven't been a big fan of. That's unfair. Uh, but you know, her, uh, Scott Wilson was an amazing, you know, another RIP. Unfortunately, uh, he was really cool. Let's see who else, man. Weird Al was also one that was extremely. Dude, I cool. want to meet. I want to meet Weird Al. I've had. I just haven't had the like because i've had the opportunity but i didn't have the money to to like do the meet and greets yeah that was that was my first anniversary present my uh for our first anniversary my this is the only time i've done this and i'm gonna level with you i wouldn't recommend doing this if i'm a social guy uh i went to the concert all alone i mm -hmm. got ticket i was right up front like i, I literally if i wanted to like just reach out and touch weird al's foot i could have and it was a wonderful concert it was his uh mandatory fun tour and I had a marvelous time. I got like a, I got like a, a, excuse me. I got like a dinner thing beforehand. Uh, you know, he wasn't at that, but they played like from UHF, uh, you know, uh, we love fish. If you guys know that, get if you guys mm -hmm. know UHF, I was right up front. And then afterwards I got to go, uh, we got in line and we got a, we got a quick meet and greet with weird Al who was, you know, admittedly tired. Cause he just performed like a show and we're on like month four of like a six month, like tour. Yeah. Uh, but he was really cool. He was another one that, you know, he took a couple moments just to like, hi, you know, how you doing? And, you know, he was he was really nice. He he's, he he seemed kind. Like, I, you know what I mean? When you meet someone and you just talk yeah. to them like really briefly, but you're like, that's a, that's a kind person. Weird Al that, that definitely That is a genuinely good person. Yeah, Weird Al definitely had, like, he had a warmth about him, which I, I don't really know how else to describe. He was just... He was a genuinely nice person when you like he signed my poster, you know, he gave me a handshake. You, we took a picture. Have you ever watched um, Milo Murphy's Law? I have not. I feel like it's a show you would enjoy. One Weird Al is the main character. He is the, the voice of the he's it's a cartoon based in the Phineas and Ferb uh, realm of cartoons. Mm. But it, it he is the main voice character for Milo. And it's all about how Murphy's Law is a not just a person, but a family. It's the Murphys and the <laughs> men in the Murphys family. They just things happen, weird things happen. And like he's got a backpack, and he's always got everything he needs in the backpack. And it's like it's it's it a genuinely really good show. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Milo Murphy. Huh? I never heard of it. Mm -hmm. Ah, but yeah. So he was um. Yeah, he was a he was a good uh, he was a cool celebrity. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky. A lot of the celebrities I have met have been really cool, but like there have been a couple. I don't want to say clinkers, but there have been a couple like oh well, I got their autograph and like I mean, what do I expect? They're you know, they're paid to be there. They're paid to engage. Like it is what it is. But yeah, no nah, man, Sergeant Slaughter was great. Let's see, Sergeant Slaughter, one of the that is definitely like you said it best. It's it's just it's a memory I'm gonna take to my geeky grave. It's it was it's cool, man. Great. It was really cool. He sh like, and the other thing too, he he had both rings. That was that was cool. He too. did. He had, he the, had his Hall of Fame the... ring for GI Joe and wrestling. Yeah, he had both rings, and I was like, the, and like he he had like it was just it was it was fantastic. I loved it. It was man. It was cool. He was super cool. Like we're talking, you know, hey, let's talk about things. Yeah, we did this like three years ago. It was just <laughs> it was after COVID, so I think it was in twenty one. Yeah. God, I was pushing three. It's it's like two and a half years ago because it was November. It was like the day after Parker's birthday. <laughs> yeah let's see uh let's see you know anything crazy? i got some fun stories to talk about for my past few weeks um not too crazy but like we've we've been watching uh delicious and dungeon which has been fantastic 
uh, on Netflix. I see it on Netflix. I have not caught it just yet, but it's it's on the list. Uh, it is really, really good. It is a wholesome D&D party making food out of the monsters that they, they come across. <laughs> hey, you know, who doesn't want to watch D&D and MasterChef all at the same time? Right. <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. God, man, you uh, you know, talking anime. Actually, I just uh, I just went to OhioCon uh last yeah. weekend as we're recording this. This will probably come out. My guess is we'll probably bring this out sometime uh around the first ish. Just start kind of our consistency schedule mm-hmm. where you know the first first of the month we'll get a video. We'll get a new uh, new episode out. And uh, yeah, so I went to OhioCon. Uh, that was. Uh, do you know anything about OhioCon or its current uh? current heard, controversy i've i've heard a little bit um i'd i'd heard there was a i don't know if it's really a boycott but it was a um i lost the word strike yes that's so... uh, leg- legitimately i lost the word i knew what i was saying no, i lost the word that's what i'm here for um it's it's i i'd heard there was a strike i heard there was a a little bit of a boycott and that the place was pretty much empty oh boy so i uh i'm gonna do this as pc and as like neutral third party as possible because if you want the honest god truth i there's a lot of he said she said from both sides Mm -hmm. i like i don't know man i i don't i don't have a horse in the race man i'm just i i'm a grown-up who you know bought a ticket didn't know there was a big thing happening until recently and then i went oh crap well there's a thing happening like i wasn't looking up news like you know should i boycott ohio com before i went right And I'm not in, like the forums and stuff. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, you know, we talked uh, years ago when we still did the, uh, the uh, Call the Crow co- podcast. We talked once about conventions, and I said, you know, oh man, it'd be cool to go back to like an Ohio con, a Colossal con. What you know, what would it be like going to my 30s? Uh, you know, what would it be like going up as a as a grown up instead of as a kid? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh boy, I would not have guessed how it was going to be. So um, yeah, there was like there was a, a there was a disagreement. Uh, between uh, what what appears to be the the con owner uh, and uh, some of the uh, department heads, which ultimately led to department heads being uh, let go from their positions, and which seemed to cause there there seems like there was some real confusion here. Which is uh, again, there's a great animal a great article on uh, Anime News Network, which uh, it, it looks like it covers everything from both sides and it'll let you kind of draw your own conclusions. And uh, so it looks like like people got let go and then other people thought they got let go, but maybe didn't get let go. But it sounds like really what it sounds like is there was a lot of poor communication between both sides. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that for free. I think, uh, man, they needed they needed some mediators or something for both sides on this one, because uh, it sounded like both sides really didn't want to listen to the other. But again, I you know, I don't know. Um which resulted in other department heads, like I said, thinking they got let go or they don't know if they got let go, leaving. Uh, eventually, they created an organization called Coven, which was uh, not for vampires. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, bad joke, I'm sorry. But it was like uh, convention, uh, like Ohio convention volunteers or something in that vein. Like, in essence, trying to make like a uh, like a labor relations board, like, you know, um, something in that vein, like a union yeah. kind of thing in essence. Uh, so, and then there was some back and forth between both groups, and ultimately, 
a lot of people who used to be involved in the convention uh, from a volunteer standpoint, because that's like probably a dirty secret of a lot of these conventions that like we go to and we might enjoy. Not a lot of people are making money on these things. Like, yeah, like they're probably just getting by. And the people themselves who are like department heads, like in charge of stuff, this is probably a passion project. Like if they're getting compensated in any way, it's they're getting a hotel room or something in that vein. Like these people are probably not, these people are probably not making money, which arguably is very wrong if they're putting the time and the effort in to do, you know, committee work, volunteer work, you know, if they're putting all this time into something, you know, that's almost like a full-time job because I can't imagine running a convention and being a department head is yeah, no. easy. Uh, but unfortunately, like I said, a lot of these conventions, a lot of these local conventions don't really don't don't seem like they're really paying their people. So, uh, you know, a lot of the people that had been involved in this convention in OhioCon, they were not they were not involved this year. And, and from what I understand, it's a lot of people who've been involved for a long time. Yeah. So there's I mean, there's another dirty secret about OhioCon, which is pretty open. There's another Columbus anime convention called MetsuriCon, which is celebrating its like 15th year, which was a lot of people who did the initial OhioCon disagreed and left. And then there was another convention maybe a decade ago called SamuraiCon, which was the same thing. A lot of people who'd been involved in the convention getting fed up with what was happening and starting their own so this convention. Is an on, it sounds like this is an ongoing problem. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's, it definitely feels like this is a something like a cycle, like a cyclical thing. Like people mm -hmm. get in, people work their way up, and then. And the, the big difference is now you have a lot of platforms that are putting you on blast for doing this. Very true. I mean, the only way to sell a convention, I don't know, man, 20 years ago was you would use social media to an extent. But I mean, social media at that point was like Zanga in MySpace. Yeah. Like, I remember convention swapping. I remember you'd go down a hallway at, like, Colossal or Ohio at the time, and there were just people at just, you know, card tables just like, hey, man, have you ever heard of Anime Punch? Have you ever heard of Armageddon? Have you ever heard of... And, like, that was how you sold your convention. You went, you found people already at a convention, and you were like, yo, man, check out our convention. In fact, Gen Con doesn't particularly have a big convention swap scene that I'm aware of. But I can't tell you how many like little pamphlets for other conventions I get handed at Gen Con. Right. For people saying, hey, man, I got a Comic-Con. Hey, man, Lexington Comic-Con. Hey, man, board game. Like, for all these different things. So, I mean, that's a good, it's a good target. If you're going to try to do a convention, it makes a lot of sense that you would target these other places. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress on that aspect. Um, but yeah, so there were some, like I said, disagreements to say the least between the parties, which led to uh, a, a staffing lack at this convention. And as rosy a picture as I can paint of things, because honestly, I don't feel OhioCon was a dumpster fire. Like, I know that there are people, there's people on one side that are trying to be like, OhioCon went perfectly, which it didn't. It, it, it did not. I was there. Um, and there are people that are saying OhioCon was an abysmal failure, which, again, it wasn't. I, I was there. I... I, you know, from uh, my, I, uh, you know, I took it upon myself well, from Meeple's Monsters and More to be a frontline reporter. <laughs> well, and and some of what I'm hearing too is they're calling it a abysmal failure because they project fifteen to twenty thousand people. There was maybe four to five thousand. Oh, man, I'm going to level with you. I would honestly guess. I don't was, know. I, I would guess that number is between twenty five to to three, twenty five to four thousand, like two thousand five hundred to four thousand. It was. 
so again, I was there. Um, if you look at pictures, there were a lot of empty space. Like there's a lot of empty pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you that some of those are definitely taken at like funky angles. Like there's some, there's some picture shenanigans happening with some of it. Funky angles, specific times. Yeah. Um, there also are some that are not taken from funky angles. Like it yeah. was like, I could legitimately walk through the D I, and I have not had this happen in a very long time to a convention I've been to. I could walk through the dealer hall and I could just like swing my arms. Oh like, yeah, that's that is odd. It was great, like for a fat, yeah, bearded ginger <laughs> like me. It was it was excellent. I had plenty of space. I enjoy I enjoyed it immensely. But yeah, so like, you know, I don't know. Like I said, uh, you know, I it, it wasn't on either extreme that either side's going to try to tell you it was. Right. Um, you know, my boots on the ground reporting. I got there, but I, I did. I oh. did also hear. They had um, panels and people booked that didn't show up, that didn't, didn't. And then I also heard your story. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> let, let me give you Let me give you a quick rundown of the weekend uh, of how it went for me. Uh, so I got there. I was pushing like noonish, uh, one o'clock on Friday. Sure. Uh, I, I'd love to go down the night before, but like I got shit with my life. It just wasn't happening. So I woke up, got my kid ready for school. and Actually, no, I didn't get my kid ready for school. I had a snow day. Never mind. Uh, and uh, which goes into why I got there uh, pushing one o'clock. Uh, it was a whiteout up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought my roads were fine. So I was like, oh, this would be great. Like, like, and my roads on my side street were fine. And then I got to like the main roads and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Then I got to the highway and I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And then I got to like Wayne County and I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this again. <laughs> But then by the time I got 71, it was fine. But uh, it, it, there were some moments on 30 that I was like, oh, yeah. But um, once I get there, uh, you know, I, I meet up with my friends who I was staying with. Uh, they were staying in the uh, the Hyatt, the uh, the main convention hotel. And I definitely think, wow, this seems this seems a little emptier than I remember. Uh, my last time going to OhioCon was 2007. I was a senior in high school. I was, you know... I, that was my that was my life right there, man. I was I wasn't even eighteen yet. I was still seventeen. So yeah, that's the last time I went to OhioCon, you know. And uh, okay, uh, I you know I meet up with my friends. I get my stuff up to the room, and I'm like, cool, let's check it. Let's you know, let's let's uh, I I gotta find uh, the registration hall. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know why, but the registration was on the ass end of the of the con other way. So. Uh, for people who have never been there, the Hyatt is like this triangular building on a corner. There is, and then it's connected to the convention center. And you go like, like you got the Hyatt, you go through a hallway, and that takes you to the convention center. And then the convention center is this like long, just a long hallway. It's a little bit different than other convention centers I've been in because it really feels like the convention center is just like a straight shot. And then they've got, they call them pods on one side, like A pod, B pod, C pod, D pod. And then right. they've got, bunch of massive rooms on the other side of the convention center hallway and i'm kind of simplifying a little bit but like you kind of get the idea just think like the convention center is a long line there's a hallway that takes you to the hyatt and then there's the hyatt so i'm in the hyatt i got to get to like b pod which is on like the other side of the convention center which is also like the farthest thing you can do you could put it to where the rest of the convention is happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if you were coming in from like the other side of the building, it would make sense. But like all the parking, okay, cat, don't rub your head against this. Sorry, my cat's trying to like close out my computer screens. <laughs> so 
all the parking and everything, like it would lead you out really at the Hyatt, at least where I was and where like the main parking was and where all the kind of the hotels and everything were on the other side. They would all lead you out at the Hyatt side. And this was on like the opposite side, as far away from it as you could get. And the only sign that I knew registration was there was in the elevator, the the elevator uh, to the parking garage. There was a sign of like daily activities, and there were like four other things happening that day. Like there was a gymnastics thing called like Extreme Team, which I kind of wanted to pay to go see that because what the hell is Extreme Team? <laughs> Kids <laughs> gymnastics. I found out. Um, only because it was on the other side. Like there was like B pod with like registration and the gymnastics on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, but like, it's not like, but there was a sign in the elevator that said registration B, and I'm like, oh, cool. And but there was no other sign about where registration was, and their staff was lit was slimmed down. There's a, nobody in like a vest or a hat or anything. I used to go to these conventions, and I remember I think it was ColossalCon, and I don't know if they still do this because again, I've been to these conventions since I go seven. ColossalCon staffers and helpful people used to wear like, uh, you remember like the uh, where they. They were like the Sims, like diamond thing on their head. They had like a thing that would like help you find them. I think maybe it was like a Moogle or something like that. It was like, it was like a big thing. And I could, you could look around a crowd and be like, there's a dude I need to talk to. They also had convention staff shirt, but they had like a headband thing that had like a little like. Yeah, uh, Honestly, it was a great idea. But that was back when uh, Colossal Con was still up in Independence. So that was a long time ago, too. So anyway, I'm like, okay, cool. I got to go find people. So I'm hiking through, and there's not a lot of good signage anyway. Like, the convention center itself doesn't have great signage either, if I'm being damn honest with you. This isn't an OhioCon problem. This is just a Hyatt 2 convention center problem. But I finally, I work my way out, and I finally figure out where this B place is. I'm like, perfect. And I go back there, and there's no one there. There's, like, no, like, there's, like, two tables. But whatever, that's fine. Like, there's a dude, like, there's a dude there to, like, check me in, but there's, like, not a lot of them. I'm like, oh, man, they're not expecting a lot of big crowd i guess all right whatever and i get my badge which this i think is an ohio con thing but i'm very used to gen con printing my name on my badge so i can't just pass it off to other people i give the, i get my badge and they give me a sharpie and they're like write your name on this and i'm like okay i think like i said i think it's a them thing not a, yeah that's that definitely sounds like a them thing because yeah I, and I mean, i've been to, i've thing. been to conventions before where it was like you, you pay can... and you paid you paid free and you got a like you get usually like a manila folder with your stuff in it yeah like, no they didn't have that here i just got they just had like the the thing so i got i got my badge and uh they got a thing i'd never actually seen this part i wish i had it down here with me uh they had a little thing for you know you go to a convention and they have like the ribbon game where you get a bunch of ribbons uh no i don't think i've ever seen that one oh, here give me a second i can actually I, well i'll take i'll shoot you a picture we're not doing a visual podcast it doesn't matter i guess i could put this online like we're recording it yeah I'll, I'll shoot you a picture later but like you get like a bunch of ribbons you can put on your badge and it's pretty cool yeah i don't think i have any of my gen con badges around here um but uh, it's always it goes on the bottom of your badge OhioCon gave me a separate badge with a place to start the ribbons like huh. it was intentionally it was actually kind of cool i've never seen that before and then there go like the lady gives me a uh, gives me a green wristband, which the the guidance was a little rough on this one, but uh, they were like, you know, it's like, am I wearing it on my wrist or can I put it on like my badge? 
So I put it on my wrist, and then I wore a wristband all weekend, which, I don't know, people complained about this shit. Not at this convention, but I've seen people complain about having to wear a wristband all weekend. I really couldn't care less. I can take a shower with a wristband. It's not that big a deal. But that was to show I was 18+. plus. Because I also had to wear a wristband to get back into my hotel, which is a different story, because there were a lot of police there. Again, different story. Um... So then I like, I, you know, I'm there and I'm like, oh, let's check out the dealer hall. And that's where I'm like, wow, I can really <laughs> like move around the dealer hall. And there were some nice dealers. Uh, I will complain that the dealers that were there only really sold plushies. And I just, and this could be the fact that we're not in a, a physical media world as much anymore. I don't know. I would have liked to see more like manga sellers to stuff I couldn't have easy access to on like Shonen Jump app. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I don't know, man. Like there wasn't the guy selling like, you know, trying to, like, entice me over to his, like, black cloth section to sell me some, like, weird hente. Like, it was kind or, of Or, like, the uh, the uh, uh, boot, bootleg DVD guy wasn't there. Yeah, bootleg DVD guy wasn't there. Um, and, But there were a lot of plushies, which, not super cool, because I don't care about plushies. But there was this one awesome booth. Uh, this is the one I'm going to I'm gonna really, like, shout out. Is uh, Their name was Cloverpuff. Uh, that was the artist's name. And they were super cool. They have this adorable red panda um, scarf and shirt design, which my kid loves red pandas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to get him this stuff. And it was like, it's a nice scarf. It's a nice shirt. They have like the winter hat and everything. It's great, dude. It is super cool. So Clover Puff, check them out. I know they're on Etsy. They do some really cool like kawaii, like chibi, adorable things. I highly recommend Clover Puff. And then there were some artists, and they were cool. Like, the artists were nice and everything upon, like, the second deck. But, like, there was nothing I'd really be like, oh, man, there was nothing that really jumped out at me that made me want to, like, spend my money. Uh, of course, there were, like, four booths selling, like, swords, because you can't go to a convention without finding the sword booth. Right. Uh, but there was nothing that really made me, like, jump out, which was slightly surprising to me. Like, there were some figures, and there were some statues. But, like, I remember last, like, again, this could be because of the strike boycott thing, because some people did not go. Um, so it could be in that vein. But I remember there was always, like, the people selling, like, the gotcha, like, the little gotcha machines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just, I did not see as much of that. Like, you remember when we went to, um, we went to Cincy a couple years ago, and we went to the Pokemon 151 store, and they had all the, yeah. little, like, mystery boxes? Yeah. I did not see a lot of mystery boxes at this convention, which was weird. I, I was just like, oh, this is odd. Like, it, to me, it was just odd, because I... I bought a ton of like mystery box figures once upon a time right and i was just i was surprised by the lack of the mystery box figures and i know and it's still that, a big thing i was gonna say is it because it's not as big a thing or is it just because like again people are not wanting to go there just based on our evidence at the uh at pokemon 151 in cincy i guarantee you that the mystery box thing is still a a, a very good market in japan I just I was I was I was a little disappointed. There also wasn't really like a good T-shirt vendor there. Like that's, there was like that's surprising. There was like one booth selling T-shirts, but they were they they were okay. But like I didn't see anyone selling T-shirts that were also like what I would consider fat guy T-shirts, which is what I am. And I just I don't know. I was a little surprised. Um, and then they had the artists in the back. And like I said, it was fine. Or not the artists, but the uh, the voice actors, the uh, the attendees in the mm-hmm. very back. And yeah, it was fine. It was fine. So that was like Friday and like Friday, like I hung out, like I went to stuff and I went to like the video game panels and I hung out with my friends and like I walked around. I, I was fine. It was fine. Uh, it definitely felt like some things were, should have been open, but weren't open because they didn't have the people. So fast forward to, um, 
to Saturday, and I did a lot of panels on Saturday. Um, there were a lot of uh, just things. I was like, oh, this is cool. And, like, this is where you could tell the convention was not running on its full gears because there was at least an hour between every panel pretty much in each room, it seemed. It was just like boom, break, boom, break, boom, yeah, break. No, that's I know. Unusual. More most of the time, you get like maybe fifteen minutes just so that they can take down and set up whatever they need to for the next one. Yeah, or so or they or they'll have like maybe they'll have the hour in between, but they'll have an hour here, an hour there, an hour back here, where they'll have multiple rooms going at uh, so that they can like clean up and get prepared for the next one. Yeah, so this one had so much time between most of the most of the panels, and I I had fine a fine time. There were some technical difficulties, but I had a fine time for the most part. But this is where I'm really starting to hear people like, "Oh man, this panel didn't show up. These people couldn't get the thing they needed." The, the, so I'm starting to hear a lot of rumblings of issues. Um, that morning and afternoon, I have a fine time. Uh, there wasn't anything the really killer that I had to go to. So like, legitimately, I didn't start my panel until like my my adventures that day until like noon almost. Like, I slept in, I got some breakfast, I had a wonderful morning, <laughs> which I'm not used to at conventions. Usually, I'm used no, to going to conventions. like, 7, 8 in the morning, you gotta get up and get moving. Yeah, you know, it's like, grab your shower, get going. I did not feel rushed at all for this, so I, um, yeah, so I, I'm having a nice day. Uh, You know, we met for, my friends and I, uh, Amy and Gabe, we met for dinner that night. And then we got back from dinner. We went to the board game area, which it's funny. Uh, I saw some people in there playing a board game and I'm like, oh man, I wish I was friends with them. And uh, it turns out <laughs> I actually am friends with them. They were <laughs> friends from this area. That's awesome. Yeah, like we're sitting there and we're about to play a game called We Didn't Play Test This, which it was okay. It's not like one of my favorite games. It's a very quick light game that's really quirky. Um, good, you it sounds honestly, like it's a good convention style game. Uh, it could be. Um, you would probably dig it, Squiggles. It's stupid enough that, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but it's like, like it, I get you. But I like, I like dumb, stupid. It's in that game. super chill. Like, ah, eh, we're just sitting here, kind of doing things. Like, it, it's very chill in that. Like, it, it's you know, what is it? Poetry for Neanderthals. Throw through mm -hmm. a burrito. Like in those like goofy, like you know, uh, what was it? Um, exploding kittens kind of style games i honestly i think you'd love it i suspect that the people that you uh play with online sometimes or when you move you know when you eventually get moved out there uh, i feel like it's a game that you should have in your collection because it's right up your alley you could break it out uh, it's not bad it's just not it's not meaty and so it's not a like we're talking light i mean we're talking this is a feather <laughs> right like it is a featherweight game a literal featherweight so it's not my cup of tea uh, but I, I we see people playing Flamecraft, and I'm like, you know, they got the box. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was friends with them. And then I actually am fucking friends with them, of course. As Noel <laughs> says, I know people everywhere I go. I went, you know, hours and, you know, like 100 and some miles away, and there are still people I know carrying one of my favorite board games. <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> go me. So, so uh, but yeah, so anyway. So while, we're, while, we're on the, while, while we're on the board game thing, I've been... It, we, when we went and watched the, um, when we went to to Breaky's house and ended up not having a great football day, but having a great board game day because we played Sentinels. Yeah, I came home game. that night. Excellent game, fantastic game. I came home that night and I was like showing Raleigh and showing Phoenix, our our friend from Australia, this game, and we were we were all playing Sentinels because I have the um, computer version. Mm -hmm. I I have my I have it on my PC. 
And Phoenix is like, okay, next paycheck, I'm buying this. Oh yeah, that like, was great. Because he 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 really enjoys like card card type games like that, like um or like um uh, he he enjoys that style of game. Um, and he's like, thank you for introducing me to this. I'm buying this next next paycheck. I was like, okay. So hopefully, I haven't gotten to yet just because of the timing, but um, hopefully I'll get to like actually play and like. Because we were just playing where it was, you know, point and click. They told me what they wanted. I'd click it, mm. click it away. But hopefully I'll get to play it with him and just be like, okay, cool. Like, That's a great game. I love Sentinels. I want to get – I do want to get the uh, the extra, like, packs for it. But it's mm. going to be, like, 70 to $90. <laughs> and it's oh, yeah, just, getting all the Sentinels, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pricey boy. It's a, it's a lot – it is, but like even even just on the on the uh, computer, it's still like mm-hmm. seventy to ninety dollars. Oh yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of expansions, but uh, yeah. it's also it's very much one I could see getting one or two here and there, and then just like as mm-hmm. as you know, paying ten dollars here, twenty dollars there to to get those packs. Oh yeah, man, it's it's phenomenal. I love Sentinels. Almost the game you introduced me to the board gaming community with. That's really what brought me into the hobby about a little over a decade ago at this point uh, was Aaron. He brought that over for the first game night, and I uh, I loved it. Mr. Fixer, whoever else everyone else was, uh, versus uh, Grand Warlord Voss in uh, Insula Primillus. But I, think, I digress. Honestly, I think Grand Lord, Warlord Voss and uh, Insula Prim, uh, Primillus or Primillus or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, that's a great combination for a starter. Yeah, well, Grand Warlord doesn't have a lot of crazy shit to him. And then Insula, you know, it's dinosaurs, so it's just fun mm-hmm. to say, oh, we're going to play in dinosaurs. And if you're a comic book fan, you can be like, hey, man, like, we're fighting in the Savage Land. And that's just kind yeah. of a, a fun thing. Yeah, so anyway, like I said, so uh, yeah. uh, so we're playing board games. We have a great time there. Uh, we And we played some more board games that night. I got to play a uh, uh, round of Takedo, which is great. And then oh, it's it, oh, I love Takedo. It's so good. Um, with my friends that, you know, I was like, I wish I could be friends with them. And I actually was, <laughs> uh, so then I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to this panel. It's called, uh, anime under the radar 18 plus. And it seems like it's going to be great, man. Like, it's going to be like, Hey, here's an anime you may have missed. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, maybe not just raunchy, but maybe it's bloody, you know, it's not family friendly anime. And I'm like, sweet dude. I love, like, I, I, I love Goblin Slayer. You know, it's one of my favorite animes. Right. It's pretty brutal. You know, you get past that first episode, though. And things are good. So we're, we're at this panel and nobody shows up. Later on, I find out that some people got accepted to panels and then emailed OhioCon and said, hey, I'm not coming. And they just kept them on the schedule, which is shitty, but that's a different story. And yeah, so nobody shows up to this panel and... Apparently, some people had been having a rough go at this because one guy stands up and's like, I'm telling you a joke, Ohio Con, and then he left. And I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> and so this is where people start to leave. And I'm like, well, fuck this. Why are we leaving? And I walked up on stage, which nobody stopped me. You know, okay. <laughs> and I was like, hey, let's do this panel ourselves. Like, we're all here to, like, hear about anime. I got some stuff I'll tell you guys about, man. And I was talking about an anime called, like, Crying Freeman, and it's like, uh, long story short, it's an assassin who gets naked before he kills a bunch of people. So it's a, it's a gory <laughs> anime, it's a hitman anime, and it's, uh, you know, it's got some nudity to it, so we. And then I'm just, like, I'm crowdsourcing. Like, I'm talking about some other anime I know, because it turns out people didn't know Berserk, which is weird. I'm in a room full of millennials, and people didn't know Berserk, and people didn't know, uh, what was the other one? Um, 
Ninja Scroll. I was like, holy hell, man, you guys don't know Ninja Scroll? And so then uh, I started outsourcing and I got one guy telling me about this anime called Samurai Flamenco, which sounds wild. The only thing I, I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to talk much about it here. I know it's crazy and it's like 18 plus or whatever. Uh, but I will say like he he sold me as soon as he was like, yeah, there's like a bad guy named Guillotine Gorilla. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I now I kind of want to watch. Um, you know, so it's on the list. And I had one guy come up and he was so excited, man. And he was like telling us all kinds of stuff. And then like, so we had about 15 minutes and I'm just vamping with the audience and we're having, I, I believe earnestly in my heart of hearts, we're having a wonderful time. Uh, the audience is laughing and people know they're fully aware, able to leave, but they didn't. So cool, you know? And, but then security comes in and shuts us down. And I'm like, listen, man, it's not my fault that the guy for the panel didn't show up. And it's not my fault that there was no sign that said I shouldn't go on stage. And it's especially not my fault that you left the microphone here and just on. <laughs> I feel like you, you set just, yourself up for failure. This is not my fault. <laughs> I feel like you were just asking for somebody to help save your convention so that there would be programming, uh, which I was more than willing to do. And I did get an ovation, which I appreciated it because as they, uh, the guy was really cool. Like the guy was super chill about it. And he's like, Hey man, I, you know, I got to shut you down. I'm really sorry. I hate to do it. Like my boss is telling me whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, bud. I'm going to make a big scene though. Cause I got an audience now. And he's like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I have no doubt that conversation actually happened. It did. You. I swear. I, I, swear I believe it. I 100% believe it. Like that happened. So then we got in a bit of a fight on stage. And uh, then I was escorted off um, to an ovation. Again, I was a hero in my own little in my own little mind. I'm a I'm a folk hero on this one. And but like people seem like they were having fun, so whatever. And on on top of that, because you're you're leaving out my favorite part, the security comes up to shut you down and gets booed. Yeah, yeah, like, that did happen. He got, he got booed. That's my favorite part is that like the security got booed because they were doing their job of like. Well, they should have done it much sooner. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they should have told us the panel was canceled. Nobody ever announced the panel was canceled, by the way. Yeah. So, like, I just walked up there, and I was like, we'll do it. Our fuck it. We'll do it live. And so we did it live. And, uh, yeah, man, I got, like, I, I mean, I got pretty deep into this. Like, I, you know, I say 15, and we might have got more than that. Like, I, we got a good chunk of that panel uh, before I was, uh, before I was done, before I was uh, shut down. And, uh, yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of that. It was fun. So, uh, you know, give me a mic and, a, and a, uh, an audience, and, uh, you know, I guess we'll lead them to Jesus. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that happened. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'll try one more panel. I went to, like, one more 18-plus panel, and it was so bad. There was a guy that reminded me of Nicky Mack. You remember him? Oh, wow. I, I, I don't think it was him, but, like, if you told me he had an illegitimate son out there somewhere, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's right there. I found him. Uh, because he seemed, he just, he reminded me so much of Nick. Uh, dude, we used to work, uh, talk to at a comic shop. And Which, like, he's like. He was a good dude, but he was, he was a, like, even by our standards, he was a weird dude. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they had this game that they were going to play. And it was like five minutes to save the world. I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. Like, that sounds kind of cool. Like, it sounds like escape roomy or like puzzly. <laughs> I don't know. No, it turns out it was just like, did you, did you watch Sandman on Netflix? I watched the first couple episodes. Do you see then... him in hell? 
Uh, I don't think so. All right. So they've they played the in essence the game is like I'm gonna say something and then you're gonna say something to defeat what I just said. I can't copy any of the shit you said, but I gotta do something that'll probably be okay. your guy. Like back and forth kind of thing, you know? So it'd be like, you know, I'm gonna like one of the dudes was like, I'll use the cast of the Walking Dead, to which it's eighteen plus, and so I'm not gonna say I condone or you know, because this this was so stupid. The uh, the guy running the panel, this is the guy running the panel is like, I'm gonna uh, the Hollywood actors and all their Epstein tapes come out. Then the other guy's like, uh, how do I respond to that? Uh, and then he lost. It was weird. And then the guy was like, oh, and he's high-fiving his buddy who's running the panel. Like, oh, yeah, man, we got a good one. I was like, that wasn't funny. That was just stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the cast of The Walking Dead was the best. It was the best thing. But I was like, I think you came up with okie dokie. And it was just bad. And then, like, you were supposed to come up with a scenario. It was very much in that, uh, it was like that Cards Against Humanity game. Like, not that game, but there was a game where uh, it was like. Yeah, the. Um, super fight super fight bingo it's like super fight that was very super fighty it just wasn't good it just wasn't good so i left that panel pretty quick and went to bed and uh yeah that was my ohio con experience like i said it wasn't a dumpster fire like some people made it out to be and it definitely wasn't a rousing success like they (laughs) like they tried to make it out to be uh but it was somewhere in the middle i would i would be shocked if they're able to use as much space as they use this year next year I yeah. would not be shocked if they are back in the Hyatt. Uh, because honestly, it seemed like they mostly just use the Hyatt. Uh, I would not be shocked if, you know, they have a, a, an obviously a much smaller convention presence. Um, but I, w- I would be shocked if they're not there next year. Because I do think that they probably did enough business to survive another year. So, I don't know. I honestly, I'm going to go back next year if it, if it's there. I had a wonderful time. It was very chill, and it was exactly what, like, for me, a uh, you know, a thirty-plus uh, dad who works uh, way too much, and you know, is just looking for a weekend with his friends to just kind of chill and enjoy some anime and some spirit, you know, some, some spirits and everything. I had a great time. Like, I like it. You know, like people are like, oh, this isn't packed, and I'm like, that's great. I was able to get food really quick. Uh, the bar service, I was able to get a drink really quick. Uh, it wasn't super loud, so I was able to sleep a lot, which was cool. You know, it's like I really took advantage of getting away from my kid for the weekend and just kind of having like an adult weekend. And like, you know, I, I'm sure it's bad for the convention to be able to say how open it was. But I, uh, man, I had a blast. I, I would happily go back. And that's, that's really my final thought on the matter. You know, I... um it's kind of reopened the idea of anime cons and like a weekend anime con get away for me. I'm sure this is a, probably a terrible, like, you know, barometer to use for it, but it's definitely like, I, I was looking at like colossal con or something. I'm not going to do it this year, but I'm thinking next year I might try to hit a couple more weekend anime cons. There you go. Get back into it, you know, be the old guard, which at this <laughs> anime con, like I said, it was mostly millennials. Like there weren't a lot of kids. There weren't a lot of old people. So it was, uh, it was a lot of like, just like people in like our age range. So a lot of people who came in under Toonami. Ah, man, that's cool. Let's see. What else have I been doing? Um, Ooh, we saw Godzilla minus one. I've seen it twice. Oh, dude. I, did you see the black and white? I did not see the black and white. I want to see the black and white. I haven't seen the black and white. It looks really good. Um, yeah, man. If, if you've been living on Godzilla has been, uh, you know, back in theaters, back in theaters. It actually, 
it got nominated for i think best special effects best vx yeah best special effects vx it is the first nomination in godzilla's like 70 year history mm -hmm. to get an academy award nomination and i i am willing to die on this hill i know a lot of people are mad that margot Robbie did not get a uh did not get a, a, a nom for barbie which i think is a snub but i think america ferrera for i think i'm saying her name right uh honestly mm -hmm. i think she had the better acting I think she had the better acting job in the movie than Margot did. Uh, Barbie's a great part, but the odd thing about that movie is I've said this about Black Panther, and you can hate me if you want. Chadwick Boseman was not the best part of Black Panther. Black Panther was a great movie, um, and I'm talking the movie, like the movie Black Panther. I'm mm. not talking his portrayal because his portrayal of Black Panther, T'Challa in the Civil War, fantastic, really good. His, honestly, his por portrayal of T'Challa in black panther was fantastic. oh yeah it's he really good he just as an actor he didn't have movie. as much stuff to do like the movie was like oh man i hope i'm a good king i want to be a king and like it's it felt like his character arc was very flat his acting's great and like it's good but like he was the most boring person in his movie now now barbie she was not the most boring person in her in her movie and i do think there's something wrong with her male co-star definitely getting a nod but, you know, it's like they do accept at least that Ryan Gosling's a supporting actor. So there's that. But that's a that's a completely different story because they I mean, the movie's all about the patriarchy and how like men are getting credit for women things. But I, I do think that uh, towards the end of Barbie, if you haven't seen it, um, late spoilers, America Ferreira has this monologue that she does about like what women have to be and what they have to do and everything. And it kind of snaps people out and it kind of saves the day. And if I'm botching his last name, her last name, by the way, I'm really sorry because I think she's a phenomenal actress and I didn't realize I was going to talk about her in this podcast, so I didn't make sure I pronounced it right. But, you know, she got a nod for Best Supporting Actress and I think that's almost more important because I think that, I mean, the job that she had to portray in the movie I think was a little bit different. And I, I really liked her role. But the fact yeah. that Godzilla did not get nominated for Best International Film is horseshit. That's a crime. Yeah, that, that is, is a, a crime. That is a crime against movies. Uh, Godzilla minus one is one of the first movies I've ever seen in the giant kaiju monster movie world that I've ever thought to myself, God, they, I wish these monsters should... would get off the screen. I want to see what the people are doing. Yeah, and it's it's one of the first. It's definitely the first, but it's one of the first times I ever looked at a movie and went, this should win movie of the year. It was so good. <laughs> The director, who I'm not even going to take a swing at the name because I will botch uh -huh. it. I know that um, it was so good. The story that they tell us about, in essence, again, uh, so, like you know, a quick light spoiler on Godzilla Minus One if you haven't seen it. Uh, Godzilla Minus One is kind of a retelling, a reboot of Godzilla's origin story. Um, there is a kamikaze pilot who is not so confident in the whole kamikaze part of his job. So he's a failed kamikaze, and the story is kind of about how he has to redeem himself and refine his honor, and because he fails a couple times that you'll see in the movie, and it's him kind of coming to terms with this, and unfortunately, kind of Godzilla is so intertwined with his biggest, with, with what would probably be his bigger fails, um, what he would consider at least. Mm -hmm. and so like this monster is also something that he has to deal with his own shame, so his own shame and his own guilt. Is, is survivor's guilt is like his 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 survivor's guilt is a 70 ton monster yeah. breathing nuclear fire God, it might be bigger than godzilla it is insane and like what he has to deal with and what he has to do and like you know this guy is a good dude yeah like it's just throughout the movie like you have the like, oh he's a good dude 
and it's just so good. Like the acting, I, I, I like. I don't understand Japanese, but I understand emotion. And and the 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 wonder the most wonderful thing about that movie because I don't watch subtitled movies. I don't watch subtitled shows very often. It the subtitles weren't so fast that you couldn't read them, read them, and pay attention. No, to they did an excellent job of putting that up there. And I would say, like again, the characters, the actors themselves, they portrayed. Oh, it was oh so wonderful! It was absolutely beautiful, and, and like, I I plan to buy that movie, but like, because I I have every Godzilla movie at this point. Um, yeah, I'm missing I want... a couple of the old TV shows, but I have every Godzilla. Oh, movie. it's so good, and yeah, like, I, I mean, wait. some of the lines in that movie, like, I mean, they tell. I'll be honest, they telegraph when you get to the third act, you're gonna go, yeah. Oh, this is gonna happen, and they're like, oh, that's definitely gonna definitely happen. gonna happen, and then it happens, and you go, huh. Like it would have had a better emotional impact if they didn't just in essence just wave a big flag like hey! yeah. But here's I don't, the thing. Here's the thing. It's not gonna happen. It's definitely not gonna happen. It it happens. Yeah. I, okay. God. I don't want to like. I don't even want to spoil. Like normally, like we'd be like, oh, you know, you're listening to this. Like we'll spoil it. I don't. I don't want to. If you haven't, if you if haven't you seen Godzilla minus, minus one, minus I want one, you to enjoy go, it. Go. Please go see it. Because maybe they'll trick you. you. I don't think it. they will, but maybe they'll trick you. And if they do trick you, boy, I can only I can only imagine what the payoff would be. Yeah. Like for that, but, if they if they trick you and they're not like and you know you're like oh, I didn't think that was gonna happen. I'm like, <gasps> but with that being said, go see Godzilla minus one if you've not seen it. If you've already seen it, go see it again. Tell us tell us about what your thoughts on the movie was. Tell us what you liked about it because we will gladly have that discussion. Agreed. Honestly, you know when Godzilla minus one comes out, I think maybe we set it up and maybe this is like you know the riff tracks where you watch a movie and you commentary mm-hmm. to it. I think this maybe this is the movie we finally we talked about doing it. I think this might be the movie we do commentary to. Like we do our own commentary track for Godzilla Minus One, because holy I, hell, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. I'm in. It, it's good. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That sounds good. Maybe we'll work our way through some Godzilla flicks, but definitely this one. This might this might be the one movie we can get Aaron to watch with us. You know, legitimately, I was like, I think Aaron <laughs> needs to watch this movie. Because I, I thought the same thing. The movie was so damn good. This was a Godzilla movie I thought Aaron would enjoy. Not just watch, but enjoy. And stuff, I mean, like, it wasn't even cheesy lines. Like, I mean, it's not, uh-huh. it, it's, oh, man, it was so good. Like, there was, oh, man, there's this one character who, like, they call him Kid because he hadn't, he did, he wasn't in the war. He yeah. was too young to serve in, like, the Japanese <laughs> Imperial Army. Um, and, like, they call him Kid. And towards the end, when, in essence, it looks like there's going to be a suicide mission, he, you know, they look at him and they're like, you're not coming with us. You know, and he's like, no, I want to serve my country. I didn't get to do it then. He's like, not being to war isn't a bad thing. We leave you the future. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, like it's watching it the second time and catching some of the nuances like that. It, it, and just, I think I think the line was was um, not going to war is the badge of honor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, dude. And it's yeah, like, like it, oh, oh so I and like, and like my fa- the, one of my favorite things though was the the like Jurassic Park throwback at the very beginning. The first time you see Godzilla, it's essentially the Raptors coming out of Jurassic Park. It was it's scary, yeah, man. And like it's like, generally scary at moments, like when Godzilla's mm-hmm. chasing the. Uh, there's a moment where he's chasing a fishing boat, and like you just like see his head above water, and like this is in the stills, so like you'll just see his head and it spikes, and it's like chasing this tiny ass boat. It's genuinely scary. Uh huh. So I God, highly such a good movie. Yeah, dude, Godzilla minus one. I I hope to see it in the next couple of days in black and white. I don't think I'm going to get the chance, unfortunately, but I'm sure it'll be a, uh, an option on the Blu-ray when I when it comes out. Yeah, because this will be this will be a Blu-ray purchase most assuredly. Oh yeah, 
and so like good. I dude, I can't I can't wait. Like I I just this is one I want to do where like we set up Jurassic Park last year in the in the backyard on the on the screen. I want to do that with this. You know what I am intrigued by, and I'm not saying I want to, but because dubbing has come such a long way in mm-hmm. the last, you know, twenty years. I would be intrigued to see how the dubbing on this is, but it doesn't need it. I yeah, I don't. I I'm just intrigued to see if they dub it anywhere. I was, I was slightly shocked that maybe not so shocked because this is. An, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Obviously, I watch you know uh, subtitles all the time. I was slightly shocked that they brought this to theaters without a subtitle, without a dub option. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I watch like anime movies, they'll usually have like, all right, these showings are going to be dubbed. These uh, titles are going to, these timings are going to be subtitled. So I was really surprised that they brought Godzilla over and it stayed so long without a dubbed option. And I like, I think that's really incredible. And I, I think it's awesome. It reminds me, um, I, oh God, I'll kill his name, so I'm not even going to try it. Apologies to uh, the director of Parasite from, uh, you know, Academy Award winner, mm-hmm. Best Picture a few years ago. Uh, Parasite, he said during his acceptance speech, or during one of his acceptance speeches, that it's a shame that people won't watch foreign films because of the one-inch uh, titles at the bottom. And that it's really stuck with me because I've never had that problem. I mean, I was an anime fan in like the early two thousands. You know, I have. Thing I could. Be I have wise. always had that problem because I don't. I have a hard time focusing on. Like I said, the speed of the subtitles was absolutely mm-hmm. perfect because I was able to focus on uh, read the subtitle and then watch the movie. Read the subtitle and then watch the movie. Like I was able to find it. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect balance of like what what they're saying, what what's happening. Yeah, I think like for like I said, for me it's never been a big issue. It's something I always kind of got into. Yeah, don't brush against my screen. Uh, you know, so it's like I was like, oh yeah, and then I just you really, I really loved this one. I really Godzilla minus one. I it was something special. It was an experience that we got to have on uh, for us, you and me, on mm-hmm. December thirtieth. You know, right before the end of last year, and I think you know, what a way to end the year for us. And then I got to yeah. experience it again with my cousin. Uh, you know, a big Godzilla fan the other night, and you know, I would, I, I, I would go see it again. I would go see it in black and white. I have not watched a movie where they haven't threatened to add like you know thirty extra seconds or something like that. I haven't watched a movie like that in so long that it's been a long time since I've wanted to go to the theater and see something multiple times. And I, I would love to go. I, I would go see this again if given yeah, the opportunity would, for uh, black and white. I, I would, I would too. I, and I'm very rare. It's very rare. I see a movie in theater twice. Um, I think the last, I, honestly, the last one I might have seen was uh, uh, da, 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 da. Um, not the Dark Knight. Um, the one with the Joker. Uh, that's a Dark Knight. Is it Dark Knight? Okay. Yeah, so there's Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. Because Chris Nolan didn't realize he wanted to make a Dark Knight trilogy until after he wrote Batman Begins and they came out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, d- uh, Dark. so it would have been Dark Knight. Because I, I, I went and saw it with family and then was excited when the soccer team was going to see it. So I like it was it was one I, I that was the one I like the last one I probably went and saw. Yeah, dude. And that was... <laughs> that was probably 20 years at this point because i was in high school i know it wasn't this movie that i saw multiple times at theaters last but i mean i don't i I don't do that as much anymore i used to go see movies a lot 
like with my friends and then my friends wouldn't be free to go see it one night so i'd go catch it with another friend and then i'd see it with that friend like i saw the original iron man like 22 times in theaters <laughs> i mean like, it was cheap to catch movies at that point and like i don't know man like i had a diet like I worked and like I'd leave work and like one of the guys at work be like, "Oh man, hey man, you haven't seen, I haven't seen this yet." I'd be like, "Hell yeah, man, I'll go see it again." Like Iron Man was so good. I saw that movie like twenty two times. I think I saw it like three times the first weekend it came out. Uh, last movie I think I saw multiple times. I think might have been Force Awakens. I remember Noelle and I really enjoyed seeing it the first night, and then she wanted to go see it again the next night. I mean, it's a little bit harder now that I have a kid to like, oh, let's go see multiple, you know, movies a couple times. Uh, the last movie I wanted to do it with, though, before Godzilla was, I wanted to do it with uh, Shang Chi when that movie came out. Okay, but I unfortunately, you know, couldn't. I had a, I definitely had a child at that point, and he was, yeah, you know, I can't remember how old he was, but uh, God, he would have been like four, I think, maybe around then. Um, I think he had just turned four. It was just before he turned four when Shang Chi came out. I remember seeing that movie. I had so much fun watching that movie, and it was such a breath of fresh air from Marvel movies. Like, because at that point, it'd been kind of a weird, like, couple movie stretch since Endgame. But I remember watching that and thinking to myself, I could go see this one more time, like, right now. <laughs> I immensely enjoyed that one. But yeah, man, Godzilla Minus One. If you haven't seen it, man, get out there. Please get do. out there. And, like, again, you want to tell us what you loved about it, and if there was anything you didn't like about it, we'll gladly have that conversation, because that was such a good movie. Yeah, man. Let's see. Um, I don't really have a lot of news today, so you kind of just want to dive into like just some of the thoughts, like a look back at what you really liked last year and what you're looking forward to this year. Yeah, I mean, we've we've kind of touched on it a little bit with like Godzilla. Godzilla yeah, was one. Of we the definitely bigger... loved Godzilla last year. Yeah. Um, Ti was a lot of fun last year, and that was kind of the same weekend because it was. Yeah. Well, technically, Ti was January first, so it's this year. Yeah, this year. Um, I, I, yeah, but... I hope to play it again this year. Twilight Imperium is what we're talking about. A uh, big board game takes about 10 hours to play. 10 to 12 hours, probably. I uh, think, uh, you know, it's got space in it, like from your favorite Star Wars movies. It's got, you know, Intergalactic Conquest. It is, uh, it's a great game. School Goes Wells are a victory this year. So, uh, you know, we're hoping to what? knock him off uh, next time. I, the problem is, I don't know if I'm going to be playing next time. I don't give a shit if you're not playing. You just won't be the victor next time, then definitely. <laughs> Uh, no, we had a blast playing Twilight Imperium. It takes a long time. It takes, it's such a big game that we had to really, we, we planned it like a month in advance. And then, like I said, we had it, we played it on January 1st. So we had to play. And we, the reason know, we went and saw Godzilla was because we were setting up. Yeah, it's such a big game. Like we were setting it up like two nights beforehand. <laughs> but man, that was fun. That was a good day. See, I loved CI, man. I, uh, I really hope we get the chance to play it again. And hopefully before you get out of here, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. You just got to delay yourself by like two weeks and then you can play TI with us. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, no, no, no. So if I don't delay myself and I make it to like that next week, that's why I would be able to play it. I would take that. I would just take that weekend away from work because I'm working that weekend. Yeah, well, don't work and don't move and then play TI with us. <laughs> What's better, man? Your future or like TI for a day? It's it's fifty fifty. Uh, let's see some of the things I really enjoyed last year. Um, Gen Con, man. I know you've never been there, but just a big weekend of going and playing board games. I do it every year. I love going out there. Gen Con is always such a highlight of my year. I get to see my, you know, I get to hang out with my buddy Aaron, uh, Amy, and Gabe have been going the past few years. So we have like a nice four person game group, so we can 
explore new board games all day, do some escape rooms and, you know, eat great food in the evening. And then at night, just play board games with my friends. <laughs> oh man, you can't beat that. You can't beat the experience. That is Gen Con. Yeah. Um, Going out, going out to. Why'd you bite me? Cat. <laughs> Bad. Uh, go, going out to um, Oregon last year was, was great. It was, it was a vacation in like, we had a couple of things we wanted to do, but we really just, we sat around doing nothing, just relaxing for two and a half weeks. Always a good um, time. Yeah. That's the one thing, like, we like I read, done, and it, it just becomes such a, oh my God, there's so much to do. Like you get back and you're like, fuck, I wish I had a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was like every sense of like vacation. Like we went out and we ate, but we, we went out and we did a couple of things here and there. We went, we saw movies, but for the most part, it was like we stayed at home. We cooked for each other. We, we had a good time. I read like seven different graphic novels, which is huge for me because I never just sit and read anymore. So getting like seven graphic novels read was, was a lot. Um, just it, it, we watch we watch Godzilla movies like we just we just genuinely were relaxing for two weeks. It was nice. Sounds good, man. Let's see, uh, Blue Eyed Samurai. I don't know if you saw this on Netflix, but mm-hmm. uh, man, it came out at the very end of the year, or close to the end of the year, maybe like a month left. Um, it was uh, it's kind of in that same vein as uh, was it uh, Arcana, um, that League of Legends show, like animation style. And it is, the gist of it is, there is a uh, blue-eyed samurai in, like, I don't know, man, like, maybe, like, end of the 17, beginning of the 1800s-ish, like, Japan, where they've, like, at this point, they banned all white guys, all foreigners outside of Japan, you know, they're not coming to Japan, they're not supposed to be. But, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, uh, raped their mother and, in essence, sired this bastard child, this blue-eyed, which is called, like, an onryo, which is, like, demon. And their goal is, like, I'm going to fucking kill this dude. I'm going to kill. There's four white dudes in Japan. When I'm born, I'm going to fucking slaughter them all. Like they have done this to me. They're down. And like, it opens up and like, they've already kind of killed one of them. And now they're going after this other one. And it's dude, it was sweet. The animation I was into, uh, at one point it kicked up with, um, Oh God, I don't remember what song it was. It was a Metallica, but it kicked up with a Japanese, uh, language version of Metallica. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, dude, this is sweet. So, like, there was, like, this nice, like, metal soundtrack to it. The the animation was just gorgeous. Like, you know, the, the story was so good. I will say it fell a little flat at the end. Um, it's not my favorite thing in the world at the end. I felt the ending was very much like, can't wait for season two. Hope you come back. And I was like, no, I'm coming back. Like, you, you could have done something. You didn't have to do this. I, I want to see what's happening. So it very much like ended on like a mm, we'll be back. So I, I felt that was a little flat, but I mean that's how that's how a series goes sometimes, right? But it was oh my god, it was so good and like the characterization and all these all the people you're meeting. It dude, blue eyed samurai, you would love it. It's on Netflix. When you're done with your uh, you know delicious the dungeon adventure, I'd ch- I'd recommend checking out the first episode. Like, I, it, it, you've talked to me about it before and it definitely sounds like something i would i would enjoy but yeah I, so i'll definitely i'll definitely keep it in mind it's a cool samurai show dude like i just i man i, I can't say enough about it just, it looks so good and it uses sound really well and i mean it, it's fun to see man it's just it's fun to watch like it's so fluid animated style and it's something like 
we're not currently used to like we're not, it's not something we're getting a lot of nowadays the way this is animated like at the very first i was like oh i don't know like it was something a little off to me but then like five minutes in i was like this is gorgeous like it just looks so good so yeah man blue-eyed samurai on netflix check that shit out um you know we're talking about some anime stuff we can't not say it one piece live action one piece last year I enjoyed Dude, it. It's so good. Like, and especially when you compare it to like live action Yu Yu Hakusho. So like, bad. So terrible. It's like they skipped everything that was important in, in that, that first episode. Did you finally hop on that? I remember when I first started watching Yu Yu Hakusho, you were like, nah, man, it could be I And then I was like, no, dude, trust me. I I'm watched, here. I watched the first, I watched the first episode. I haven't gone back for any more yet. It's so and bad, just, dude. It's like they skipped so much and i'm just like if they thought that the yu show was not going to get another season which some people are like oh they did all this because they wanted to go as far as they could because they weren't going to get they knew they weren't going to get a second season i'm like well cool just do the dark tournament like i don't yeah. like i don't need do your first episode combine it with the uh the initial spirit detective arc like they nixed the saint beast like completely mm-hmm you know, and it's like the dark tournament was like this weird episode. Ah, oh, man, it's just I was like, oh man, like, oh boy, oh boy. Like, yeah. where's the Genkai stuff, man? Like, where's all of that? Like, where's where's Rando, man? Like, I think the first season, if they would if they wanted to do abbreviated like that, they could have done like I can't remember how many episodes it was, like five. You could have had like at the very end, like it could have been up through the Genkai stuff, you know, like up through him learning to be a spirit detective and like training with Genkai. Instead, it was, oh boy, yeah. Something else I really, really enjoyed this year, and it, again, it's another Netflix thing. But it was the um, Power Rangers Once and Always. Um, oh, good the, call, man! The, the special that came out, uh, the 30th anniversary special. It brought back a lot of the second team, not necessarily the the original, but it, it actually combined a, a combined them a little bit. Um, but you had you had Billy, you had Cat, uh, Rocky, um, and Zach, and then you had Trini's daughter, and like it was really good. It was really interesting. They brought back the original voice actors for Rita and for the two monsters that they used, which they made Rita a uh, um, a cyborg essentially because obviously, and it and like you could tell, but she's much older now. She sounds much older. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a shame that uh, Jason David Frank passed away, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I know he wasn't going to be involved in this initially already. Like, he had already passed on the project. Uh, I, you know, I, he had a falling out with Saban and, uh, you know, a little bit, yeah. And, you know, up to the including. Well, and he wanted. Oh, sorry. What's yeah, up? He, wa- he wanted to do something different. He wa- He actually wanted to stay with him and do something and it like do an original thing which he ended up doing um legend of the white dragon legend of the white dragon that's actually something i'm looking forward to this year is seeing that but it, yeah it's it's just one of those like it, i wish it hadn't happened and i wish he had been able to be a part of it yeah and i'm also a little sad that uh, amy joe johnson wasn't able to be a part of it yeah. which that was a completely different thing which i mean some people made it out to be about money and I do think if you're going to ask someone to come back and do that, I, I do think you, you you pay them. Like you, mm-hmm. I this isn't a, you know, acting is not 
maybe if you're a top Amy Joe Johnson arguably had the best career outside of all the Rangers. Like after Power Rangers, she went on to become an actual actress, you know? Yeah. That, uh, um, I Walter, saw, Walter yeah. Emanuel Jones also became, did a lot of things, but he, he did a lot of things for like Disney and like, he was still kind of a, he wasn't he really popped, a child act, actor, but like, he bopped around, but I would say Amy Jo Johnson, like she got series regulars. Mm-hmm. She was on that one. I think it was a Canadian show. Uh, it was like a SWAT time, like team style. Show. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it was Canadian. Uh, you know, she did some movies. I, I, like I said, I would argue she was probably the most successful post Ranger career. Um, you know, she was a writer. She writes movies. And she's she like is coming out. With, yeah, she's got the new yeah. Power Rangers comic book, which actually looks metal as shit. So yeah, it does. Like the preview pages from the Kickstarter, I'm like, all right, cool, I'll check it. So nothing, nothing to knock there. So I do wish like she could have come back. Like, I love the idea that they wanted to get the original crew ish back. Like, I do wish that they could have got. I I mean, because uh, I mean, you know, obviously, I, I wish they could have come up with something for Jason David. Frank and I wish they could have done something for them for Amy Jo Johnson. And like the the way they made the um made the movie, the way they made it out, it was like it made sense that they weren't there. They brought in like these they brought in the next <clears throat> the next group to help save save them when they had been captured. I did find it funny. Apparently they had only filmed that in like 12 days. Yeah, cuz that's the thing. Like they filmed this I legitimately want to tell you they filmed this like after his death. Like they'd already offered it and all, but like that movie, they, they filmed I that. don't know if it was after his death, but it was definitely a very short period of time. Their turnaround on this was insane. Yeah. Like they shot, edited, and FX'd it. In I mean, like two in, weeks. Yeah. In essentially two weeks. Like they, they, and, were, like, one of my favorite things, though, is like they 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 brought in all the you know other Rangers by using the Lightning Collection figures as, as the Rangers that had been caught. I was like, that's actually pretty pretty stellar. That's awesome. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see if they do something else. And it is nice to see some of these people come back and like get to be a part of that Ranger universe again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know David Yost, like, you know, he was one of the longest lasting original and he also had, you know, there was some problems at the end. Yeah. You know, there was some, uh, you know, alleged again, I don't I don't know, but there was some homophobia from some people, it sounds like. And like, you know, it sounds like his interaction at the end of his Power Rangers run, which is something that's so important to us as kids. It's sad to see like there was a problem there, you know? Yeah. And you you had had, like Amy Jo Johnson, who supposedly left on a good note, but was supposed to do like a bunch of different things with them afterwards. And was just like, no, nah, we don't want you. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like, it really felt like they threw some of these people away. You know, I mean, I know the original, um, you know, the original team, you know, uh, Austin was at Austin St. James, uh, Walter James, Austin, St. John. Austin John, sorry. Yeah. St. Um, John. You know, St. John, Walter, you know, them, they leave and then they just kind of immediately replace them. Yeah. And like, I've gone back and watched it. Like, there is a good, like, six to eight episodes where you can tell they've been replaced. Like, as kids, we didn't notice anything. But, like, as adults, you sit there and go, oh, this is found footage. Or this this is recycled footage. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's a shame that, like, I don't know. There's some weird behind the stage, like, behind the scenes kind of shenanigans happening. 
you know, and then, I mean, it blows up. And, I mean, it has to suck. Like, either you leave or, like, things happen, and then, like, you watch it blow up. So, like, I mean, so much so in 95, they get the world movie. Yeah. You know, Power Rangers, the movie, you know, and they made a second one later that we don't talk about. But, you know, Power Rangers, the movie with Ivan Ooze. Like, man. Power, I... Power Rangers, the movie is not canon. Turbo, tur the Turbo Ranger movie is actually canon i don't care how canon that movie is i know Squiggles. i get it no like, no you don't have to say it i understand i get it like i'm a little bit older than you pal but let me just tell you i i don't know where you came into power rangers at like what point in your life or i if came you in saw, i came saw, in with the second team i came in with rocky aisha and adam so this is like, like i said i don't know how old you are when power rangers the movie comes out in 95 five years old so I don't know. And like, I go and see it in theaters. Yeah. Like I, I had been there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I was there as soon as Power Rangers launches. I was that kid. I was one of those kids writing in crayon, bringing Tommy back, you know, bring Tommy back. Like I was one of the I, I remember my school had a uh, had a thing that some parent organized because they heard there was a letter writing campaign to bring Tommy Oliver back. Like <laughs> it's in the newspapers, like from the time I was there. I I can't. Dude, the, I was. I was there. The only life. reason I wasn't there from like day one is because I was three years old. Like that's it. And like I was there from probably about the time I was four and a half to five. Like four and a half years old. Like I legit was there as early as I can remember. Okay. Like like I said, dude. I remember when I was a small child. I like I remember Power Rangers being a motivator to like get shit done because mm -hmm. it was like if i was bad in kindergarten i wasn't allowed to watch power rangers when i got home like if i lost all my gumballs out of the machine then there'd be a note going home like chuck didn't have such a good day and then i wasn't supposed to watch power rangers that night so it's just like oh my god like being there so it's like man power rangers man had some importance in my life uh-huh but uh yeah man power rangers man i forgot that came out last year but yeah good call man good pull i uh, honestly and like I wish they would have done better with the Cosmic Fury because they were supposed. Power Rangers should not be ten episodes. A season of Power Rangers should not be ten episodes. Netflix knew that. Saban or uh, Netflix knew that. The production company knew that, and Hasbro went, "No, it's fine. You only get ten. Netflix is like, "We'll give you twenty-two," and and Hasbro was like, "Nah, ten. Yeah, so because there it wasn't a bad story, but it it felt rushed. Yeah, it you felt know, so rushed. Those and it were was, those the they were they it was they were great characters. It was just it felt very rushed. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds for Power Rangers? Yeah, um, you know, Super Sentai is uh super. <laughs> Well, from what I understand, they're not supposed to be. They're not going to be using Super Sentai anymore. They're going to be making their own stuff at this point. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, the future is interesting. Power Rangers. I mean, as soon as they, as soon as they stopped wanting to cast martial artists, I mean, there's been a change there. Um, yeah. You know, going back to I think it was SPD. Uh, I don't remember. It's the one where the Yellow Ranger was the lady who uh, started an eye zombie. Uh, that what. No, that was um Samurai. Was it Samurai? All right. I think so. I don't remember. I didn't watch it so much at that. No, no, no. She she was the Pink Ranger in SPD. Was it RPM? Is it SPD? I think it's SPD. She was no, she was I the think, Yellow Ranger, yeah. I thought. 
It doesn't matter there's what been, color it was. Either way, there's been there's been a few that it was just like, yeah, okay, we're making a change. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know, they changed it from there. It's like Power Rangers has always been different. I I hope to God if and when I show my kid Power Rangers, he enjoys it. And we'll go from there. You know, like it's something I hope to enjoy with him. So yeah, it's see something some of the that best like monsters. obviously I still enjoy. Obviously. Loser. It's all yeah. It's all over my fucking house. Hey man, I was just talking earlier about how I met J.S. David Frank and it was an incredible experience. So. Let's see, uh, what else came out last year? Quick uh, couple hits. Uh, Goblin Slayer 2, uh, if you watch Goblin Slayer Season 1, Goblin Slayer 2 is, uh, Season 2 is nowhere near as brutal. Uh, it doesn't have that, uh, doesn't have a, a high price of entry. That's much. Yeah, I, uh, I did not watch Goblin Slayer 2. Tell you what did come out, though, more Power Rangers stuff. It was Power Rangers Turtles 2. Oh, yeah. Um, the comic book. It, that, was, that was actually a really good read. It was one of the reads I had out in, uh, out in Oregon. Nice. Uh, let's see, Barbenheimer. We talked. We covered that a little bit. Uh, both movies were phenomenal. I liked Godzilla minus oh, one more than both them. of them. But Barbie, I need to watch them both. I still haven't seen them. Yeah, Barbie and Oppenheimer were both amazing. Uh, you can't. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Uh, Lorcana. Lorcana happened oh, last year. Yeah, it did. A little Disney Lorcana action. You know, the game got crazy, really big, and now I don't know where it is. I don't know what the future of the game holds. Uh, I know you can finally buy it at like Walmart on an average basis now, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, and then like on a personal note for me, I really got into ceramics. I got into pottery. Had a lot of fun. Had a couple, uh, had some stuff at art shows last year. I had uh, one piece that made it to three different art shows. So I even got a ribbon in one of them. <laughs> um, I've been working on some art. I haven't been nearly as creative this year as i've been in years past but I've, I've gotten to do a few things here and there yeah i'm uh i'm hoping this year you know going into like with the things we're hoping for this year i'm hoping this year i get to do some more artistic stuff um you know i'm hoping the roving rogues i'm really hoping we get some sort of geeky play or we get some plans for that in place we're yeah. gonna do maybe a board game convention kind of day or something you know i don't know what it is but i do hope to do a little bit more geeky kind of stuff and just a little more artistic kind of stuff as well uh, yeah, I, I definitely. I also want to do more creative stuff. I know if you guys want to do like another murder mystery podcast, I would actually like to be part of something like that. Um, now that maybe my schedule's opened up a little bit more, that I I could possibly do it. We've talked about it, so we've got some cool plans for this year. I just don't know what we're gonna do with the roads. Like, like I know, I know, I won't be able to do. Um. I wouldn't be able to do any of the like the plays, but maybe being able to do some of the the online content instead of doing the the live content, I would love to help out with that kind of stuff. Because, and you know, you you know, you always call me if if you need. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in a way, uh, if this ever gets the roving rogues banner, because I have no idea if we're ever going to use this for the bo- rogues content. It's our content. Is it our side? Is it my side project or is it part of my, uh, you know, <laughs> theater company, production company? <laughs> we haven't figured it out yet. So I was like, hey, Squiggles and I have this podcast. Like, are you guys going to want that? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to do it. So it's just free. We're doing it one way or another. So like. It's free content, kids. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, I'm excited for Gen Con this year. Um, like, you know, we already talked about. I, you know, a weekend getaway with my buddy. Can't wait. Uh, Turning Red is going to be in theaters. My kid loves Red Pandas. I talked about that as well. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, God, Godzilla and Godzilla and Kong New Empire 
and I'm excited to see that. That'd be sweet. That'd be fun to watch. I like the fight. It won't be. Godzilla it Kong. won't be nearly as good as as minus one, but no. No, it's a it completely won't. different different monster there. Uh, you know, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go to Legoland at some point this year, man. In March. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm taking Parker. Uh, it's gonna be our spring break. Uh, he wants to go, so we're gonna do Legoland, and then he wants to go to the Kennedy Space Center. So we're gonna go to the Kennedy Space Center. That's gonna be super cool, man. It's a great place to be. Like it's just so much history about like you know NASA and space travel. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, wait. I've got um, I got I got to show you this, but I've got a uh, thing for Parker, um, that I picked up the other day. Just happened to be at Walmart in like the clearance section. Oh, excuse me. It's getting past my bedtime, big guy. <laughs> but it's a it's a game form. And it is rocket toss, and it's it's you're like oh yeah, it's, it's a little. I, I think it's like a Velcro game where you throw and try and hit the planets. Oh yeah, but, that'll be fun. Like that's you know perfect for for him. Oh yeah, man, it's right up his alley. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to get Parker to maybe to one of the local comic cons or something, but we'll see. Um, I think maybe Akron Comic Con could be the one to do, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. what the year's looking like. You know. Uh, We'll see how he does. I mean, Parker's got some big adventures coming up this year anyway. Like, he wants to go to scout camp this summer, so I don't know. I, I got He goes, I have to take him. His parent has to be with him. He's yeah. You know, he's barely going to be past kindergarten. I can't just leave him in the woods all weekend. Uh, so he really wants to go to scout camp. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but he, I think I might take him to a convention. So I've got some ideas. Um, have you seen the game Lethal Company? Mm-mm. Lethal Company, long story short, it's a bunch of guys like just a bunch of guys uh you play with your friends it's online and it's like you're going to these planets as like you know an expendable crew member of a company and you're just trying to collect a bunch of salvage parts and take it back to the company to make money <laughs> uh markiplier okay. is playing with bob and wade it's great you should totally check it out uh all it needs is like an orange jumpsuit which we have from halloween last year and like a helmet and so we were laughing about doing a lethal company cosplay for me and him so he might there get his go. first convention and his first cosplay experience this year um that'd be cool yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff happening this year. I don't like, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, these are the biggest things. Uh, you know, there's a new My Hero movie. I'm really excited for that. So it should be the fourth My Hero movie taking place right before the uh, the radar happens, which will be really cool. Uh, you know, I mean, more we, anime, we of course. We talked about Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Yeah, I'm you know, you've got really that. really looking forward to that. Um, the new WWE game also looks really, really good. It's not one I'll pick up right away just because it'll be expensive but like probably probably down the line a little bit I, it looks really good and they're doing like 40 years of wrestlemania on this one so a billion board games will probably come to my house from kickstarter this year and so, a billion more from gen con <laughs> yeah you know i was good last year i only bought like i bought two big games at gen con last year or at least i just had a lot of crap to them but I didn't mm-hmm. go super crazy, so I'm hoping to do it this year. But uh, you know, I don't know. I'm always uh, I'm always willing to say we're gonna get a bunch of stuff. I just don't want to because I'm running out of shelf space. I don't. I haven't had to build a shelf in a little bit, and I don't want to. But um, <laughs> I legitimately might be out of shelf space again. Shit. That's a different story. We won't talk about it. <laughs> uh, I might be moving. We're still looking financially if that's gonna happen this year or next year, but. Might be moving out to the to the uh, other side of the country. What do you think? Upside, if it doesn't happen, you're definitely going to play TI with us. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the perk like you know you have to wait moving for another 12 months but you know you get to play one almost 12 hour board game yeah <laughs> and if i if i play i'm coming back to win again that's that's <laughs> like i'm i'm playing i'm playing to win like that i'm gonna I'm be i'm gonna be aggressive with everything <laughs> Oh man, well, buddy, I uh, man, I didn't realize we were gonna chat so long. Holy hell, it's been a minute. It has. So and it's been it's been good though. Yeah, man, it's and been fun. You know, one one last thing to look forward to this year, doing these. Oh it's, yeah, man! Like I think I actually we think we're gonna once, do the podcast once a month, maybe, uh, and just hang out, and you get to hang out with us and enjoy the life of two former comic shop nerds. Yeah, like, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, February 1st is Thursday, which means I have three days to edit this down, which I think I can do. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm really, I'm setting a hard date is that this is going to go up live uh, February 1st. So, you, you know, go. it's it's a couple days. I, I can do it. I'll make it happen. And then if on the first of the month we can guarantee a podcast, I think that'd be really cool. I actually, I really, I think I like that. If we do this on the first of the month, I, I like that. Yep. And then, I mean, assuming we uh, we get this going and we feel a little bit better about it, you know, maybe we do more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we could always but... do segments. Yep. But we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> let's uh, let's get the first couple months out first, eh? Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> before we start making merch. Let's uh let's get get the first couple months out. Sounds good, my man. Well, it's been All good right. talking to you, Squigs. I appreciate it, man. I love you, man. Everyone you at too, home. Brother. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. What do you think happens if I stop recording? What if we lose everything we've just done? God, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we'll find out. Well, hopefully you folks have just listened to uh, Meeple's Monsters and More with, uh, with Squiggles and Rooster. And if not, well, I guess there's uh, maybe March. Maybe March <laughs> for you kids. All right, I'm going to hit it. And three, two, one.